0: Thanks for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can go to anchor.fm SNTR Presents to support it with a paid membership. You can do the same thing on my main channel at sntrlive.com, where all the videos get posted. As always, enjoy the episode. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video if you're looking for my discussion about how cyberpunk is back in the sony store There should be a timestamp below on this video these live streams end up being about four hours long and usually uh, We use those timestamps as a way for you to get to the various Subjects that we cover if you like my micro gaming news the live discussions the Q&A be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss the live streams so you can be here there's new features now we can put a poll right in the chat as well as a lot of various debates that we do throughout the day now this is going to be the main subject today we are going to end up playing cyberpunk on the ps5 later today just to check out where the game is at the moment now i downloaded this morning it still is downloading a ps4 version on my ps5 uh, and I did look up it seems there are uh, some some upgrades and some performance things that do look better on the PS5 but there still is not an actual next gen version. Of the game now. Before we go over everything that's on the docket for today, just in case you missed it last week on Friday, I wanted to kind of show you uh, what happened. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, Creature came behind me and actually changed the thumbnail over there. Weapon durability debate. I uh, got hijacked and uh, hijacked by the community. If you did not catch that stream, Creature went back and he added timestamps for all the various things that took place during that live stream, uh, they basically played a prank on me, they were messing with me throughout the whole day, trying to sort of ruffle my feathers, and and uh, and get me sort of agitated, and get me sort of off of my game, and then they surprised me with a ridiculous television, it's a Samsung, I, I can't even remember the model number, it, it is it, it's something I would have never bought for myself, and everybody was kind of chiding me, because it's like I had this 13 or 14 year old television. And it was like, look, I mean, I'm not going to replace it. It still works. And then they basically decided to send me a space shuttle. I mean, it is incredible. The remote control is, like, powered by light. I've never seen anything like it before. But, but, uh, the, the other aspect of what they did they created a whole discord, they conspired, they were all working together to time it all, and there was left over, they they had too much, they had had pooled too much money, and my wife was a real champion in the story, and she ended up having to drive, we live in Louisville, and she had to drive uh, to Lexington, and, uh, the highway was closed, it was a comedy of errors, like, it, it took her forever to get there, and so, she got herself a nice Apple Watch yesterday with the leftover, uh, with the leftover money, uh, because they, they insisted that she keep it, and they are like, buy something nice for yourself, and the Apple Watches were like, a huge sale and a huge discount, so she got to benefit from that day as well. So if you want to go check out that stream, uh, the weapon durability debate was still pretty good. There were still people in chat that actually were were arguing with me, even though Eugene's argument with me was totally fake and part of their plan. Uh, And so obviously that night, I uploaded a heartfelt, uh, a message of heartfelt thanks kind of sitting in front of the TV. And then my next short, I said, I can't believe you did this. I, I couldn't believe that there was so much money left over that my wife was able to get something for herself. So... That is everything that happened uh, over the weekend. Oh, on gaming, uh, SNTR Gaming, Hilly and I finished a way out. It only took us two play sessions, so it was very, very different than It Takes Two. It Takes Two was significantly longer I would arguably say It Takes Two was more fun. So that's perfect timing. A Pirate's Life for Sea of Thieves lands tomorrow. Hilly and I will dive in Friday night. I'll be checking it out tomorrow as well, but then he and I will be playing it on Friday night, just kind of having a good time with a pirate game and with some laughs and some drinks. So make sure you're subscribed to the SNTR Gaming channel. Also, don't forget we have the SNTR Shorts channel. Uh, those are recommended on the home page of this channel. If you scroll down far enough, you will see both the micro gaming news playlist, but you'll see links to SNTR Shorts and SNTR Gaming. This is the central hub now, SNTR Presents, putting everything kind of under that branding. Structure S N T R presents, and then shorts and gaming. We're even going to consider taking a little bit of a different crack at the logo here, so each channel kind of has its own uh, identity. So we appreciate you guys supporting these live shows every day. And today we've got a lot on the docket for you. I've got information about the Sea of Thieves, the Sea of Thieves DLC, a pirate's life. Uh, they finally did like a little showcase, and there's good news for people that were going to want to play this. Good news for me, and all the things that I've said about Sea of thieves up to now uh so i will run through that information with you later in the show we usually do that second half of the show right before q a starts outriders is dropping a patch it's like increasing the legendary drop rate i don't know if this is going to be enough to get anybody back in the game but we're going to take a look at the details outriders in my opinion has a long way to go Uh, it, it kind of in congruence and in in it's coincidental you know we're covering cyberpunk i think very similar things about cyberpunk but outriders has got so many things about it that just make me not ever want to pick it up again so we'll run through those patch details for you now, there has been some commentary about Elden Ring will be easier. And I'm going to read through the commentary and the quotations from the developers on this. This is a bit of a misrepresentation of what has been said. But as someone who has played Demon Souls and Dark Souls 3, and I didn't get very far, uh, I was actually really encouraged by what I read in these interviews. So we'll be combing through those and kind of discussing should games like that have an easy mode. That's something that, you know, you're going to see these gaming journalists and reviewers they always ask for this because they want to be able to fly through the game right away and obviously when you get stalled out you're not going to be able to say much about the game that happened with Returnal uh, when it had its embargo period there were some people who didn't get very far understandably I-, I i never got past biome 3 even though Returnal has done some balancing there that's a risk you're going to take when you play a game like that and we will be discussing that today main topic today though Cyberpunk it's back in the Sony store they they sent out a tweet I got it installing on my PS5 machine right now we're going to take a crack at it this afternoon the interesting thing about this is they are still having disclaimers I'm going to read through those disclaimers for you both from Sony and from CD Projekt Red about this game if you play it Not on PS5, not on PS4 Pro. And uh, it it makes, I think it's going to make for a pretty interesting discussion from people who think about the fact that this game was removed six months ago from the Sony store. So. We will get to that, obviously, later in the show. There is a variety of ways to support the show. RageusRoast.com is a great way to send your friends to the coffee if you want them to get it. Maybe you let them have some. Maybe you make a cup for them if you're generous. Uh, We had some people order uh, over the weekend and on Friday. They're re-upping. My wife printed the labels last night. The turnaround time on this coffee is really, really good. We're a small operation, so we can print the labels the night you order it or maybe the next night and get it shipped within just a day or so to you. And uh, we have the re-up of the light roast in process. The dark roast is also in process. We're looking at early July for all those things to be back up and running now we still have light roast in stock so feel free to use the coffee command or use rageousroast.com if you want to order some and then i am wearing another shirt from 80s tees these commands across the bottom of the screen are all the various ways that you can support and the shirt command will take you to the star wars collection over there at 80s tees.com be sure to use code lono anytime you go to 80s tees.com whether you go back send your friends whatever it's for a 30 percent off discount and they have so many shirts over there, it doesn't have to be what I'm wearing the day that you use the code. You can also use the coffee command, as we just said, and the join command. We're trying to come up with creative ways to drive that membership number. Obviously, when you're covering Variety Gaming News, things can be a little bit all over the place. It can be a little feast or famine. Last week, our numbers went down all week, and we actually figured out why. We got put in notification jail. We did so many streams over the weekend of E3, it basically meant we started Monday morning with no notifications going out, and since we maintained our normal routine of content creation, notifications last week were super inconsistent. They should be More consistent this week we have a method of sort of cleansing the notifications by not doing anything over the weekend to ensure that we do not exceed the three notifications in a 24-hour period we're very careful about that not just because youtube will put you in notification jail but but we don't want to hit your notifications too often you can send me a tip with a tip command follow me on twitter i still use twitter and then we have our updated merch store and anybody can use our discord Feel free to hang out in there. There's a general chat. There's LFG. That's a great place to be for announcements. You do not have to be a paying member to use Discord. If you are a paying member, there's a whole bunch of extra stuff in there. And as this channel and community grows, that's a great place to go if you're looking for people to play various games with. We've got little rooms and things for you to talk about all the different games that you're playing. The poll command will no longer really be needed. We do the polls inside of the chat now. A nice new feature that YouTube launched. So, you can ignore the poll command. We'll update this little runner down here to no longer include that. One of the greatest ways to support the stream is to be here Monday through Friday, right when we start. The more people that are here when I hit that go live button, the better the stream does throughout the day, especially if you're smashing the like button and keeping the chat activity going. So, get to that right now. Smash the like button get the chat humming i'll be in the chair in a moment i record this in the morning so it gives me an opportunity to go get my coffee and say good morning to my family i'll see you guys live in the chair in just a bit so much to discuss i want to hear your opinions on it especially this cyberpunk thing all right i'll see you guys in just a minute good morning good afternoon and good evening welcome to another week it is monday morning and we have a very very full docket of news for you this morning and we got a lot to do this week i mean it's not just cyberpunk we got sea of thieves tomorrow we'll be covering that we will be covering the gameplay as well we'll be checking it out and I was actually surprised when I went to download Cyberpunk this morning. Um, I was I was sort of shocked that they they still have it listed as a PS4 game. Uh, so I went and looked at the performance. I was like, did I just download a game that's going to run terribly? It does run at 60 FPS. So I I, <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about that. It will run at 60 FPS. So I hope you guys had a great weekend. If you're a father or if you've got a father, I hope you guys had a great weekend. We're able to call, connect, and have a good Father's Day. I had a really, really great Father's Day uh in no small part thanks to the stream that you guys did for me on friday that was incredible if you guys missed the intro you can go back and you can rewatch that creature went back and changed the thumbnail to say that the stream had been hijacked and then he added all the timestamps below so what's good feed i see you in the chat um yeah, the true PS5 version of Cyberpunk isn't till later this year. Which, again, that that kind of surprised me. Uh, and that's that's on the docket later today. We will be playing it, uh, so that will be happening today on the channel. That is our goal: is to is to check the game out and to look at it. Now, I am a safer work broadcaster, so I'll do everything I can to to not have that end up being, a, you know, a focus on, uh, on the stream later, uh, because we know, you know, I, I, I don't like playing games with all that stuff in it anyway, um, so, do you still need a microwave? You guys don't, <laughs> listen, the, 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 joke about the microwave, the joke about the microwave is more about the fact that, like, my, uh, my, <laughs> my wife is terrible at buying things, right? Madam is good, at so many things she's better at so many things than me okay she really really she really in the most generic cliche corny way she does complete me like we are polar opposites and so we both keep each other in balance and she's all attention to detail hyper organized she's homeschooling our kids she's amazing at it like my daughter read 10 books already and got her library card like my wife is really really good at stuff What she's really, really bad at is buying something. She just won't do it. She'll, like, ask me eight times if it's okay. She'll be like, are you sure this is the right one? Are you sure this is the right one? I'm like, just order it. She did it with, we have a picnic table that we use when we eat outside. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I trimmed up for a wedding on on Saturday. And, like, I was like, babe, just order it. That one looks great. Like, I'll literally glance at her phone for, like, a split second. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And It's an ongoing joke with us like she did that with she did that with the uh, She did that with the microwave. She just wouldn't order one. She wouldn't do it It was like babe. Just get it. We measured I helped you measure we found two that fit the measurements We looked at reviews. I said I liked that one and this was actually I actually helped this time I was involved usually I'm like babe. It's your jurisdiction. I was like I'm working way too much i trust you to buy what the house needs just get it and she usually will but in this the microwave is like an ongoing battle between the two of us i'm like babe just order the one that we found (laughs) so yeah we had a great weekend i completely i woke up saturday i woke up saturday excited to play video games on the brand new tv uh, with the kiddos, and I mean, it, it is, it is absolutely, like, take your breath away beautiful, when you're playing Ghost of Tsushima or Ratchet and Clank on a PS5 on this TV, it is insane, and, uh, I woke up in my, I looked at my phone, I was like, babe, I completely forgot, I was like, there's a wedding today, and it wasn't panic, it was excitement, it was like, we really wanted to go together, and we had friends of ours that were gonna, you know, uh, they were gonna watch the kiddos, well, their, their their teenage daughter was going to watch the kiddos, and we were all going to go to the wedding together. And so I was like, oh, man, we completely forgot. Can they still babysit? And thankfully, they could. So we had a blast. We had an absolute blast. It was like the perfect wedding, perfect weather, perfect day. I got to play you know ratchet and clank yeah my daughter is is loving ratchet and clank she gets so excited when like rivet is around she loved that scene where kit the little robot like turned into like this big war machine looking thing uh so we've been we've been having a lot of fun we've been having a lot of fun with with uh playing that game together and they're not big on taking turns but it's like it's good for them it's like i don't like the whole we play video games once a week, and you go both go, go through your separate ways. And she wants to play like Mario Kart on the Switch, and he just wants to play with me. He doesn't care what we play. And so I was like, "No, we're playing this together. You, you're gonna you're gonna play this with me." It's like you know. And then Father's Day was good. Father's Day was fun. We, you know, we spent the day hanging out, just doing stuff. And then we, you know, that they, they got my wife got me a steak. So if you follow me on Twitter, I posted a picture. It really was. It was probably the best Father's Day I've ever had. It just was, it was just right. We played a little bit more Ratchet and Clank. We usually don't play video games twice in a weekend, but we play a little bit more Ratchet and Clank. And then we grilled out, we ate outside. I don't know. It was awesome. It was a good day. So I hope you guys had a great weekend. I hope you had a good Father's Day. Can't wait to see the pick of the new microwave. I'm sure you'll get that ordered soon. (laughs) Right, yeah. Her Apple Watch is really, really cool. That's another thing that's like, she would never buy something like that for herself. I would never buy a $1,500 or $1,600 television. I just wouldn't. I would not do that. I would have settled for one that was newer and better than my last, which wouldn't have been hard. It wouldn't have been hard because it was such an old television. So we were uh, we were obviously thrilled with and, and blessed by the uh, the TV purchase. I got it all set up, and then like as soon as I got it set up, I turned on the PS5. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna play some Ghost of Tsushima." That's the first thing I wanted to do. And then they pulled in the drive. I was like, babe, you got to give me, you got to give me an hour. I was like, let me just sit down here and play. I was like, I just got the thing set up. She's like, all right. So she told the kid, she's like, come upstairs. was like, <laughs> she's like, come upstairs and let him play. So I got to play Ghost of Tsushima for about an hour. And then I booted up Ratchet and Clank really quickly just to check it out, just to see. And I was like, oh man, the kids are in for a treat tomorrow. right sorry my nose was driving me crazy i was like don't want to do that on camera like blow your nose i did have you ever been i've i've been at restaurants and public places and i'm like dude i can't do that i cannot people that blow their nose in public i was like i don't have your bravery and i don't have your skill i can't do it i don't have either the, the two things required to blow your nose in public i lack both the bravery and the skill what TV would that be? We need a command, because I'm never going to remember the dadgum model number. It's like an NQ90A or something like that. I tweeted the model number uh, yesterday. Uh, let's see. Uh, 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 was it yesterday or the day before? QN90A. A Samsung QN90A. Uh, so... Oh, there you go. Hilly's got his joystick shirt on. Looking good, dude. Yeah, yeah. QN90A. It's, uh... It's insane. It's insane. Like, the only thing about it that we're trying to figure out is I can't just go in and tell it to to not do the super high refresh rate. Do you know what I'm saying? And so, it is funny. Yeah, Q&A is in, like, the, 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 the model number. We were watching... This is not a medium, by the way. This shirt is not fitting me like a medium. It's fitting me like I borrowed my dad's shirt. It's like baggy. Uh, It's super comfortable. We might need to wash it and get to shrink a little bit. I've lost weight, so some shirts just don't fit me quite the same. Um, We were watching Lost on Hulu, and I was like, it doesn't look right. I was like, it looks like a soap opera. And we, I fiddled with it a little bit, but I didn't want to fiddle with it too much because we're just trying to watch TV for, you know, an hour and a half or so. And I, if you put it on, like, filmmaker mode, it says that it tries to show it according to, like, the way the movie or the TV was filmed. And I felt like that fixed it. I was like, I think it turned off, like, the really high frame rate thing. Because those, those old shows, not even old shows, just shows and movies in general, like, whenever they're showing at the higher frame rate, like, something's off. It's like, it doesn't look right. I started to get adjusted to it, so maybe I should have just left it alone. Um, but, yeah, man, it didn't look right. So we, we switched it to Filmmaker, and I, I'm pretty sure it fixed it. So, watching stuff in 120 hertz makes everything look like a soap opera. Yeah, you can switch it to... we. we I switch it to Filmmaker, and I'm pretty sure that it senses the fact that it's being sent, like, a, whatever the frame rate is of TV shows, like 24 or whatever. I think it senses that frame rate, and then it turns it off. Um, so, it's hard to suspend disbelief when it looks like you're on the set of the show. Yeah, I couldn't believe how good it looked. It was unbelievable. Um, D Judder... It almost looks too real. Oh, is that the setting, d jutter? I think I saw that. There's so many weird settings on the TV. I was just looking for the refresh rate. You know what I mean? It's a video interpolation. Sounds like her soap opera effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an eight-year-old uh, plasma TV that I daily drive. Gonna be a sad day when that thing dies. Yeah, yeah. Last episode of Lost made you so mad. I am actually one of the few people that found the ending to be completely satisfactory, but I mean, I get why people didn't like the ending or found the ending to be uh, less than satisfactory. I get it. I do. I get it, but I don't want to debate it because I, I could debate I could debate that television show for forever. Because there were people that completely misunderstood the entire last season. They they didn't understand it. It they it went whoop right over their head. There are people today that I meet that claim to be fans of the show that completely misunderstood the final season. I'm like, what the frick? I was like, you need to go rewatch. You did not, you totally missed it. You totally missed it. You're on season three now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just got into season two. I've watched the show, I don't know, five or six times, so like I know all the lines. I yeah. Most people don't get it at all. Most of the time, people that don't like the ending of Lost, they don't understand it, and that's why they don't like it. I'm like, you don't understand it. Of course, that's why you don't like it. You don't get it. So, yo, good morning, John. Good to see you. For those of you that are tuning in for today's topic, I'm happy to debate this and discuss this. Obviously, we're kind of recapping the weekend. It was a very, very different Friday. It was a very, very different week last week. We will be discussing this this morning, and I think the thing that sort of struck me the most about this game returning to uh, to the Sony storefront was that they are still putting the disclaimer up. They are still putting the disclaimer up on this game that states you it will you can have stability issues if you play this game on anything but a PS5 and a PS4 Pro. So, enjoying my rageless cold brew this morning. I'm not a huge black coffee fan, but this is great and very drinkable. I'm telling you, it is literally the most drinkable coffee you can find. It is extremely drinkable. It's the balanced acidity. I can't wait for you guys to try the Dark Roast. Because it has a balanced acidity, it goes up from a Light Roast to a Dark Roast, and it is is—it's perfect. It is so, so good. So, couple of new subs in the last 15 minutes. Thank you to the new subs if you've been hitting that sub button. Uh, I greatly appreciate that. So those of you kicking, kicking that sub button on, that's how you talk in our chat. Subscribing is free. We do have paid memberships, but... All I ask is that you subscribe and show up Monday through Friday for the live show. Um, sounds like they did a bad job uh, on the last season, if people don't understand it. I actually don't agree with that. I thought it was blatantly obvious. I just, I think people don't pay attention, personally. I, like, I'm not trying to be like, well, people are dumb and I'm really smart. It's like, you were not paying attention. For a television show that was all about paying attention to detail and clues and, and, and Oh, there are secrets and discoveries to be made. Everybody checked out in the last season. And do you want to know why they checked out? The season, the last season starts off really bad. I will always agree with people on that. The last season, they waste a ton of time. They really, really do. They were stretching. They were vamping in the final season of Lost. And I think when they really started to explain things, I think a bunch of the audience had checked out. I also think people watched it live week to week. So it's like, you couldn't binge-watch it. If you binge-watch it, it's like it, it's everything lines up and makes sense. But if you... If you watch that week-to-week week and you wait seven days before watching an episode and you get annoyed by, like, five episodes in a row, I think people just checked out. They were like, I just want to see what in the heck happens. Is the island gonna blow up? Like, what's gonna happen? So that's what I think happens in the final season of Lost for lots of people. If you can binge... It makes more sense, and obviously, the bad episodes are less painful when you can binge. You're like, well, that was kind of a stinker, and then you move on to the next episode. When you're watching that show week to week, you're like, well, that episode sucked, nothing happened, and then you gotta wait an entire week, you know? That's that's never any fun. That's never any fun. Me and my wife tapped into our rageous roast this weekend. No kidding, it's the most smooth cup of joe we've ever had. Truly non-acidic, which we never knew was a thing. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I I wouldn't say non-acidic. It's got balanced acidity, which is one of the main reasons it's so good. Ratchet97 with a $5 tip says, Hey, thank you for the poll on Friday. Um, I wasn't a part of the TV thing, but glad I asked for, for it. Wish I was. Ratchet & Clank this week or impossible now? We'll have to see, brother. We will have to see. It's Cyberpunk today. It's Sea of Thieves tomorrow. And I don't know what the news will break for Wednesday. We're trying to have a gameplay session in the afternoon that makes sense with what we're covering, and today we're covering Cyberpunk going back to the Sony store, so we're going to play it on my PS5. The issue is that JJ started a story with no clear plan on how to finish and left that task to other writers who just did the best they could. It's not that bad, just clear there was no plan. Well, but that's not true. After Season 2, they actually did write out the rest of the show. Everybody always says that because Season 2 is all over the place because they were, like, putting things together. They were like, uh, it was such a huge hit. Season 1 won a bunch of awards and then Season 2 didn't win anything because Season 2 kind of falls off the rails and people are like, what the frick are y'all doing? And then I think they sat down and they wrote, like, Seasons 4, 5, and 6 out. They, like, spec it out. During Season 3, I think. Or maybe before Season 3. There was a point in time where that was true, but I think all that gets overstated. People are like, they didn't know what they were doing. And it's like, well, no, they, they specked out the show from like mid midway to the end. It's the season one to two period where everything gets murky. It's like, what is happening? It seems like they're kind of flying by the seat of their pants, which is crazy. Cause season two, some of the coolest things happen. You know, the introduction of the others, the tail the of the plane, the, the, you know, the, the other the other passengers. You meet Benjamin Linus, the hatch. Like, some really good things happened in Season 2, which is crazy to think that they didn't really know what they were doing going into that one. Yo, good morning, Darth Fitzgerald. Thanks for being here. Is Cyberpunk better now? Gritter? I have no idea. We'll be playing it this afternoon to see. There is still a disclaimer on Cyberpunk saying that if you if you play it on the anything but a PS5 or a PS4 Pro, you are likely to experience stability issues. So, we're checking it out this afternoon. If you're tuning in this morning, we're getting a great suggested ratio right now. A lot of new folks are clicking on this video. We're going to be breaking down what CD Projekt Red said, what Sony has said, and then we will be playing it this afternoon. I'll be doing a poll probably momentarily asking you guys what you think about... Cyberpunk returning to the Sony store. 4, 8, 15, 16, 42. 4, 8, 15, 16, 42. That's right, that's right. Uh, yo, good morning, Heartless One. Good to see you. Good to see you, Geritol. Happy you're here this morning, sir. I thought I read they knew exactly what the ending was going to be, but they weren't sure the length. During Season 2, they figured it out and they got more cohesive. That it's there. There's multiple versions of, of the truth, K-Billy, of like... What exactly happened with the show of Lost? But yes, 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 yes. JJ never plans anything and his endings are rarely good. It's why I was one of the few people not at all excited when he was announced for taking over episode nine. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't, that wasn't his fault though. That wasn't his fault. I actually thought, I actually thought he's like a really, really good primer. You know when you're gonna paint a wall and you gotta buy primer? JJ is really good primer He set that, he set Star Wars up. He paid tribute to where it had come from. It was a lot of parallelism to A New Hope. Sets the franchise up and is like, here you go. And then they didn't have a plan to to connect the dots. You can't blame anything on him. I really, I really and truly believe you can't blame anything on him with what happened with the Star Wars movies. Yeah, it's none of that's on him, man. He, he, He primed the pump. For just great, fun, good modern Star Wars, and then in the middle movie, they're like, "We don't want to do any of that." And it's like, "Well, then I wasted you wasted our time." Then you, the whole first movie doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Hi from Panama. We believe in you. Keep going. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. He, he, that, we we've debated this. We've debated this six ways to Sunday. I like what he did with Fringe. I think J.J. has done good things. I liked what he did with Star Trek. I think J.J. is a visionary. If he struggles with ending things, that's totally fine. Use him for what he's good at. And I think they did. I think he, he set up Star Wars. It was just a perfect T-ball for an easy home run second movie. And I don't know. I, I This is one of the biggest problems with artists, okay? Artists always have their own vision of how they think things should go. And we know that that the director, Ryan Johnson,'s amazing. He did a great job with Knives Out. But he gets his hands on Star Wars and he's like, Well, I think we should do X, Y, and Z. And JJ's like, Right, but I wrote down A, B, C. You need to go D E F. Like, you need to continue the alphabet, right? A, B, C, D, E, F, right? You just keep it going. And he's like, nah, I'm doing XYZ. And everyone's like, Uh-huh. The what? This is, none of this adds up. None of this connects. You know what I mean? Right, it's on the the, the, the person that was in charge of the time. I forget her name. The person that was in charge of Disney at the time who decided, let's go with three different directors. I, you, that couldn't have been more boneheaded. It was like, did you even work in the movie industry? Has a trilogy ever done that? Like, what are you doing? Why would you do that, you know? I was like, what is happening? And they got wore out. The weekend wore them out. Getting to see people. No, K-Billy. He didn't have control over the whole series. No, that's the problem. That is the foundational problem with those Star Wars movies. It, it it they it was literally it was literally them saying like yeah it was Kathleen Kennedy and now she's gone because she completely botched it she was essentially the one behind all that like driving it all oh demins created tv command thank you demins it's not on him he didn't have complete control not at all yeah it was kathleen kennedy you go and do any of the research on this. There's not a single Star Wars buff. There's nobody that understands Star Wars. There's nobody that understands those three movies that blames JJ. People blame JJ cuz they're Ryan Johnson fanboys. They don't blame JJ cuz of the facts. They are like they think Ryan Johnson is like a visionary and like oh what he did was brilliant. No, shut shut up. That is not what he did. He completely j- torpedoes everything in the first movie director with a history of films that aimed to subvert expectations disregarded how an established franchise works in an attempt to subvert expectations didn't see that coming right right I'm sorry but if you write the first movie in a guaranteed trilogy and you have no plan in place for second or third you failed JJ failed yeah see you're one of those people that don't know the facts it wasn't up to him he didn't write the second movie you were literally stating things that just aren't true you know what I mean It wasn't on him. He writes the first movie. Second movie's supposed to pick it up and run with it. He's not in charge of the second movie. He's not writing it. He's not directing it. And yet here you sit saying he failed based on falsehood. Like, this is the entire problem with the internet these days is people just run with false stories and they're like, yep, it's all on JJ. Like, he he couldn't have set up the train tracks better and more clear with where they were supposed to take things. It's confirmed Kennedy is gone. I'm pretty sure she's out. I, I thought they handed everything over to Filoni and Favaro. They handed it over to them. They're like, you guys actually know what you freaking are doing. Like, the, the, this woman doesn't have a clue. They handed everything over to Filoni and Favaro. Last I checked, that was whatever Star Wars fans were celebrating when she was out. She's still president of Lucasfilm. I thought they changed structurally what she can control or something. I thought they stepped in and they said, no, it's Filoni and Favreau are running Star Wars. Like, she may be president of Lucasfilm, but she has no creative control anymore. I thought they pulled her out of all of that. Didn't they all but confirm there wasn't even a plan for those movies? Listen, listen, this is what it was. This is what it was. There was no plan, and people blame JJ for that, but that's not on him. There was no plan was how the whole thing was set up from the get-go. Right? there was no plan it was we're gonna have three directors and then we're gonna have the three different visions and interpretations of Star Wars and I think when they first set down they thought this will be episodic the art styles will change the POV will change it'll be brilliant what they didn't count on was the second director being like all that stuff you set up in the first movie yeah screw all that noise I'm doing my own thing you know what I mean? Just started frame uh Fallen Order on PS5 so good though there seemed to be some frame drops. I would be surprised if there's frame drops in that game. They just put out that patch, um, they just put out the patch to like update it. So there might be some performance issues. I thought it was a beautiful game, but I, I'm pretty sure it had performance issues on the on my PC. Just random huge snags, just like uh, it just like snags. JJ set it up pretty solid, but it kind of fell apart. And it's in but yeah, it's not JJ's fault. I'm not gonna sit here and act like the first movie is a masterpiece. There's things about it that I would change. There's things about it that I don't like. But he said it was it was so clear where things were going. It was so queer. It was so clear where things were going. It was like there you're going from here to here. Foreshadowing, story arcs, character arcs. It was perfect. It was like It was exactly the right way to start a new era of Star Wars. You honored where things had come from before. The the parallels between Tatooine and Jakku. The parallels between Rey and, and Luke. The parallels between the characters and what needed to happen and who they ran into. It was exactly the right way to say... This is where Star Wars has come from. This is a great sort of hat tip to the to the the era before and now we're set up for a brand new story. And Ryan Johnson walks in the room and is like, "Yeah, frick all that. I'm going to have Luke drinking milk from some weird monster's body and he's grumpy and angry and he's going to throw the lightsaber and yeah. Pfft. Come on. Come on, even if you, even if you find flaws and problems with J.J.'s movie with Force Awakens, you you can't sit here and and say that it was a good idea to throw everything he did out the window. It really doesn't. Like I said, you're a Ryan Johnson fanboy. You're not defending the art. You're not defending the story. You're not defending what would have been for good for Star Wars. You're defending your director. Like you're in his corner instead of being like, yeah, this is stupid. Why'd you do all this? Why? It just doesn't make any. It just doesn't make any sense it's it's truly truly bad it's truly truly bad every review i've ever looked at like they'll pick apart individual things maybe about like force awakens but when you get to the last jedi dude there's like 18 things wrong with that movie in the first 30 minutes it doesn't even take that long it's like wow we're 30 minutes in and this movie is atrocious like what is happening I think without the pressure of a Skywalker saga, he his new trilogy will actually be good. I also love The Last Jedi, but realize it's not a perfect movie. There are things I hated in it. Wait, so they gave him his own trilogy? I thought they ended that. Is Ryan Johnson still going to do his own trilogy? I mean, if his, he does his own offshoot Bizarro universe or something, and he's got his own contained story, it'll probably be amazing. It'll probably be amazing. I Remember Lona Defending? Yeah! I defended that movie originally, and then I watched one review on it, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's garbage. <laughs> I watched one review of episode eight, and I was like, oh gosh. I thought they nixed movies for a while. Yeah, I thought all that was on hold. I thought all those projects were unknown and on hold because they were like, okay, Mandalorian is Perfection. So we need to let these guys come over, right? <laughs> we need to let them come over and have a crack. You know what I mean? What is Discord? Uh, you just use the Discord command. It'll get you in there. <sighs> what I didn't like about the last one is how Kylo's knights didn't get flesh. Probably would have been in the second one if JJ had done it. That's exactly right, Jer, all there were so many storylines that had to be patchworked back together in the last movie. So many. it's awful. They're full steam ahead on the shows. Yeah, shows are full steam ahead because you got Favreau and you got Favreau and Filoni. Like, you don't need anybody else. They understand the Star Wars point of view. They understand how to tell a Star Wars story. You don't need anybody else involved. If they want to bring in other directors and oversee projects, that's fine. But you, I'm telling you what, you got to let those guys have their hands in every part of what's going on with Star Wars. They totally get it. Knights of Ren? Knights of Ren would have been a great... Uh, it would have been a great spinoff, wouldn't it? It would have been a great spinoff series. That would be a great show, you know? Like a little, little mini-series. You do a little animated miniseries about the Knights of Ren, you know. Good news for Star Wars is that they essentially made Filoni and Kevin Feige of Star Wars now. Oh, the Kevin Feige of Star Wars now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all you need. Just need Filoni and Favreau. They got it. They don't. You don't need anybody else involved. <clears throat> <clears throat> If you're talking about how X happened in Revenge and using that to justify how The Last Jedi Jedi is wrong, then yes. I don't give a... About your universal lore. I'm watching this movie and what it established. Making diehard movie where John McClane is a pacifist, even if in principle isn't a great movie, it's still a bad movie because it's a diehard movie. There are so many problems with it. You could debate it eight ways. You could debate it eight different ways about why it's bad. You don't even need to get into a lore purist discussion. You know what I mean? I watched Rise again this weekend, still enjoyed it. I, I think it's, out of the three, it's one of the ones that'll probably age like a fine wine. I think people will just come to love it, even though they don't like certain aspects of it. Sean with a $10 tip says, just wanted to make this clear. Kennedy is still in charge. There was no shakeup or transfer of power. That's a narrative created by Star Wars YouTubers with no evidence. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. I swore I read that. Yeah, they got her out. They got her out. Insomniac, I missed your $2 tip. You asked if she was out. Sean just answered. There you go. So, yeah if you let him do another star wars movie you're gonna have a bad time i actually think if you let him do his own trilogy it would be just fine it would be just fine it like listen i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it as much as i dislike the middle movie if you would have let ryan johnson do all three they actually could have ended up being really dope why he would have come in and been like, we're going to subvert all that. I'm not going to do fan service. I'm not going to give you what. I'm going to. I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm going to tell an original Star Wars story. And to his credit, it probably would have been pretty awesome because J.J.'s movie wastes so much time hat-tipping A New Hope that it doesn't even feel like an original movie. It feels like a remake with a new cast. You know what I'm saying? I love J.J.'s opener, but at the same time, J.J.'s wastes so much time. It's like, come on. Like... Get to the get to the new story, right? Get to the new. This is just so fan service. This is just so like, oh, it makes me feel warm fuzzies about a new hope. No, 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 no. If Ryan Johnson would have been in control of all three movies, they probably would have been awesome. The problem was he came in and he was like, "I don't care about any of that crap from the first movie, dude. Pfft, I don't uh, character arcs, foreshadowing. Nah, we don't care about that. I'm gonna do my own thing." Uh. it wasn't the fact that he's a bad director it's that he made bad decisions he's a great director go watch knives out i think he's phenomenal i think he knows what he's doing i think he could have told an amazing original story in star wars he could have he could have But that's not what they needed him to do. They needed him to do the thing that he's not good at. They needed him to fall in line. They're like, no, you got to carry the, You got to pick up the baton and keep running. And he was like, no. He took every possible character arc that you were invested in, either as a longtime fan or... Or maybe you just thought Ray and Kylo were cool. Whatever, wherever you landed, he took every possible character arc and he just destroyed it. He was like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're certainly not doing that. No one's character arc picked up where it left off and did anything significant. Not Nothing of significance happens in that movie. Not saying that I'm good with her still being in charge. I just don't want everyone to think that somehow she's gone. Right, right, right. I don't want to spread spread falsehood either. I swore I read it in the headline. I swore I read that like she was out and they were handing everything to Filoni and Favero. Wife and I like Knives Out. Yeah, it's really good. You ordered some coffee. All right, let me check and see if the order came through. I'll check my email right now. Yep, we just got an order for some coffee three minutes ago. Thank you so much, Andreas Gamer, for ordering a bag of the Rageless Roast. You are. You are the best. You are. I like what he did with Luke. No shame. Don't at me. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Eugene. He could have gotten away with that if they would have done a completely first movie. A com- if they would have done a completely different first movie, you would have gotten away with that. He could have set that up differently. It could have been a completely different way of like, Oh my gosh, Luke's not who we thought he was. Luke's 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 lost his way. That could have been good, but it doesn't flow out of the first movie. The first movie is literally like a record is playing. You're like, this is really good. This is a great concept album. It's going to flow into the next song. And like just yanks the needle off the record and is like, no, I'm 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 putting my own record on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Eugene is messing with Lona with bad takes. No 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 no. I don't think he's making a bad take. I think there were some people that thought it was a it was a cool interpretation of like he'd be grumpy, he'd be old, he'd be he'd feel like he was betrayed by what he was taught about the light versus the dark. They could, have, they could have opened up the universe to the Grey Jedi mentality of, like, we can use both versions of the Force. I still, to this day, believe that Luke Skywalker uses the dark side at different times and it becomes clear to him, you could have had this story at least, that dark was not bad versus good. Dark and light were different sides of the same Force. He uses the dark side to defeat his father. But then, in balance, he uses the light side to reject the Emperor. Like, that is why Return of the Jedi, if you remove the Ewoks, like, Return of the Jedi is such a good story arc for Luke Skywalker. It's actually excellent. He uses the dark side, rage, anger, and fury, and he uses it to overpower Darth Vader. And then, in a moment of brilliance, uses the light side to reject the emperor that is the moment where luke becomes more than just a jedi in my mind he becomes something balanced and that's what i thought the middle movie was going to be about he was going to be like we've we i i am i'm completely disillusioned of the idea of like what the jedi council taught me and what the jedi council believed no Uh uh-uh Dark and light need to be harnessed equally, because if not, look at what happens to Ben Solo. Ben Solo is taught to fear the dark side, to fear the pull of the dark side. He becomes infatuated with it, and then he goes on a killing spree. It w- They could have done so much with that. They really, really could have. So, I don't necessarily have a problem with what they did with Luke either. The problem was, it was so out of left field, and they, they didn't do anything with it. He was just grumpy. He didn't do anything with his revelation. He didn't come to any epiphany. He was just grumpy and hiding out. That was awful. So they could have certainly done a lot with that. Do I get an email when it's sent to me? You will get an email when my wife prints the label, and that will have your tracking. So you'll know. She'll she'll print depending on how many orders we get today, she may print your label tonight, she may print your label tomorrow night. Usually you will get an email with tracking within twenty four to forty eight hours of you ordering the coffee. My wife's pretty good about that. So That's not it. Luca's battling with both light and dark until the end, uh until the end, and then it ends with his father to redemption. Right, right, right. I'm not trying to pick apart all the finer finer workings of Epixlexia. What I'm saying is, is that Luke realizes at the end of Return of the Jedi that the only way you're going to overpower the dark side is with the dark side I believe that Obi-Wan Kenobi beats Darth Maul with the dark side he beats him in a fit of anger he channels his anger and he channels his rage he is stewing like a caged animal before he fights Darth Maul and that's why he's able to overpower him two trained Jedi can't beat Darth Maul and why does Obi-Wan suddenly beat him why not because of some gymnastic trick. None of that. No. He's, he's going toe-to-toe with Darth Maul that whole fight up until the very end where he has to pull off a little trick. Why? Because he's full of anger. They they had all the groundwork laid. All the groundwork laid in the Star Wars universe to say light and dark are not good and bad. They're not. Because it's 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 iconic. It's iconic that in a fit of rage... Luke overpowers Darth Vader, and in a fit of rage, Obi-Wan Kenobi bests, matches, and beats Darth Maul, who up until that point was making light work of two Jedi. <laughs> Just light work. It's like, these guys are scrubs. He's bopping their noses, hitting their faces, stabs Qui-Gon like it's a frickin' skewer on Friday night at a barbecue. Just, you're dead. Bye. And what does it do? It gives Obi-Wan what he needs to beat him. Anger, He taps into something, and they never do anything with it. They never do anything with it. The anger and the rage and the fury that torments Anakin, which is the catalyst of his corruption, they never do anything with the fact that, like, maybe that's a side of human emotion and human expression, and the Jedi are asking you to be half of a person, which is why it doesn't work, which is why it didn't work with Anakin, which is why it didn't work with Ben Solo. Oh, it's so good, and they don't do anything with it. He beat him because Maul became cocky. If you watch it again, you can definitely see the switch. No, 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 no. I'm talking about before he even kills him. He suddenly is matching Darth Maul's skill. I don't like it's over choreographed. It looks like they're on freaking Dancing with the Stars. It's way over choreographed as a fight. But Obi Wan Kenobi goes from barely being able to keep up with Darth Maul to matching him toe to toe. Why? Because he's angry. the the nature of him actually beating him and slicing him fine. Like, Darth Maul lets his guard down and pays the price, which is one of the pitfalls of the Dark Path, is that they become driven by anger and emotion and they become susceptible to, you know, that situation where he's prideful and he he gets cut in half. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, they had all the groundwork necessary if they wanted to do an amazing Star Wars story where dark is not really bad and light is not necessarily good and what they did with luke they could have gone that route he talks about the hubris of the jedi and the council and like this idea that they thought they were doing this amazing thing and they thought they were in the right oh it could have been so good it could have been so so good we had this conversation about obi-wan and darth maul before I theorized before the middle movie came out, this is ages ago, obviously, I theorized that the trailers were pointing towards Grey Jedi and that Luke was basically saying the way of the Jedi is coming to an end. This light versus dark thing is a bunch of falsehood. It doesn't work. And he would have realized it by remembering how he beat Darth Vader. If he ever had conversations with Obi-Wan and maybe he knew the story about what happened with Darth Maul, he would have come to the realization that dark is not bad, and the only way you're going to beat the dark side is with the dark side. Light was never able to overpower it. There's a history of it in the movies. The, the, The light side is always weak compared to the dark in those fights. Yeah, they don't ever include that in the films. That's right, Creature. I mean, there's some really, really cool arcs there. Listen, if you clicked on this video for Cyberpunk back in the Sony store, this is what you get sometimes on this live show. I do a live broadcast Monday through Friday about gaming, and sometimes we get caught up in Star Wars debates. If you enjoy a safe-for-work gaming broadcast be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. I missed Digit to Comet becoming a member or renewing their membership. Thank you for doing that, Digit to Comet. If you want to hit the sub button and the bell button, you won't miss these shows throughout the week. We are going to be talking about Cyberpunk being back in the Sony store. We may even debate it because there's still a giant disclaimer on this game. Okay? There's still a giant disclaimer on this game if you get it on a PS4. Uh, We're going to be playing it this afternoon. I do a talk show in the morning, and we do gameplay in the afternoon, so thank you so much for being here. Yeah, we need some more likes. You guys got to smash those like buttons, man. Y'all are slacking on the likes. Can't wait for the coffee. Thanks for the answer. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Except Windu had Palpatine dead to rights. Yoda did too yeah but I would I don't know I would argue that there was a weakness there was a weakness in their approach which is why they don't ultimately win I don't know I don't know I'd have to go back and rewatch it you also have to be careful putting a little bit too much stock in what what George Lucas did with Mace Windu and with Yoda I don't know you you can't put too much stock in it Obi-Wan beating Darth Maul is more analogous and comparable to Luke beating Darth Vader. They're very, very similar. Those other instances with Yoda bouncing around like a frickin' wind-up toy and Mace Windu being that strong, I I don't know. Windu loses because he was betrayed. Right, right. And at that point in time, was he truly stronger than Palpatine? It's hard to know. Again, it's so hard to to take some of what Lucas did in those movies, you got to take some of it with a grain of salt. The stuff he did with Yoda was kind of... Wa- I don't know. I don't know. know. Him... Uh, Yoda fighting... Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, shoot. The old guy. He fights him, then he fights Palpatine. It's such an interesting and such a strange interpretation of Yoda's strength. Yoda's strength was always calm reserved wisdom and he and he and he looks like a freaking like you know those little like jumping bean toys you would buy It's like ding 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 they're just like bouncing around dooku yeah he fights dooku and he fights palpatine he looks like a toy it doesn't i don't know i don't like to put a lot of stock in what lucas decided to do with both yoda and mace windu i think i think there's a lot of like I think we get spun off into crazy theories because they just like, well, I too many times. I think George Lucas was like, well, this will be cool. And there's no lore or intention behind it. Just like it'd be cool if Mace Windu showed up and was actually stronger. You know what I mean? It's well known that Mace developed a technique that uses the dark side, but not in the movies. Right. That's all of this other. Yeah. See again, it's why was that developed? Where is that? Did they put that in one of the cartoons Is it in a book? Is it in... You know what I mean? Palp literally played the long game uh, too perfect. He was born into crazy wealth and power. No, I've never read any of the legend stuff. You lose your crap in the theater the first time you saw Yoda go nuts like the rest of us? No, I didn't. Uh Uh-uh. No, because at that point in time, I was so upset with how bad the movies were. I didn't think it was cool. I thought it was cool that he was stronger than Dooku and he caught the lightning. I was like, oh yeah, it's about to go down. And then Yoda started jumping around and I was like I was like, what the frick is this? Why is he doing that? It makes sense for a three foot person. Yeah, but I I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't fall. I don't fall in I don't fall for it. I'm like this is this is because everybody wanted to see Yoda be awesome, and this was their only way to make him awesome. Like I don't, I don't know. Either they could have done a lot more with Yoda than just make him bounce around like a like a like a maniac. I don't know. It's called Vapad or something. They don't really mention it in the movies, but it is canon. It's a technique that reflects the dark side. So technically, he doesn't use the dark side himself. Me and my friend straight up laughed uh, at the first time we saw Yoda in the flips. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't like it. I don't know. Yoda's fight with Duca was him coming to realize what it would take to defeat the dark side and stopping just sort of utilizing it out of fear. I don't. Again, I, I, I can't read that much into it. I can't. It's very, very lame. I don't understand how anyone can see it different. I don't know what you're talking about. Kathleen Kennedy has done a lot of good things to push Star Wars forward, but she does not have the creative mind to make a Star Wars trilogy. Dark Alliance coverage tomorrow. Dark Alliance is going to have to get kicked to Wednesday because tomorrow is all about Sea of Thieves. We're going to be covering Sea of Thieves in the morning and then playing it in the afternoon. He's talking about the Yoda flips. Oh, Yoda's fight scenes. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't like it. Yoda had Dooku dead to rights yeah, Yoda was clearly stronger than Dooku and that I will buy you don't have to sell me on the fact that Yoda can go toe to toe you don't gotta sell me on that fact let me ask you something though who do they compare the midichlorian count to, which I hate midichlorians but if you're gonna get into this discussion you gotta gotta bring this into the discussion the only person that they compared it to was Master Yoda as being uh, insanely strong with the force, so why does he need to be an acrobat with a lightsaber You know what I'm saying? Why? He didn't... Does that that make sense? This is not Yoda. Yoda's not supposed to be a a, a jumping, gymnastic, lightsaber-flipping Jedi. He's supposed to be incredibly strong with the Force. And it's like... But he's... But apparently he's a gymnast. Like I don't understand. And I guess you could say it's because he's using the Force to do that? because he has no reach. Ah. Uh, I I get what you're saying logistically speaking. But like a lightsaber is a lightsaber, man. A lightsaber is a lightsaber. I hand my kids a lightsaber and I have a lightsaber. I'm t- my my kids are shorter than me and they get my my knuckles still get cracked, you know? We're swinging back and forth, and my son still cracks my knuckles by mistake sometimes, and it hurts. Just because he's short doesn't mean he can't reach me with a friggin' lightsaber. Come on. Isn't he channeling the force to do those moves, force speed and such? It just it just goes to show you everything that's wrong with those early movies. It's not about what is, what is mysterious anymore. It's not about what would be like, Oh, snap, he's so strong. It's, oh, this will be really cool. It's a bunch of over-choreographed dance routines. If you watch any of the lightsaber fights in those movies with a critical eye, they're terrible. They are freaking terrible. Everybody thinks Duel of the Fates is like this iconic Star Wars moment. It's garbage. It is refuse. If you watch it with a critical eye... The Qui-Gon Obi-Wan fight with Darth Maul, it's honestly stupid. It's terrible. It's it's truly awful. And everybody thinks it's like the most amazing thing ever, and it's like, no. (laughs) No. It's like an episode of Dancing with the Stars. What are they doing? Why are they twirling so much? Why are they doing extra moves that make them susceptible to damage? Why? There are great, there are, there are amazing critiques of those scenes where they make like 85 mistakes because it looks cool. Ugh. Yeah, the music is good. The music is good. Come on, it's Star Wars. When is the music not good? Come on. Let's see, yeah. This is almost like a live radio show? Yeah, a little bit. If you were a Force user, you'd be using Yoda style? Oh, no, I would not. No, I would not. I want to see somebody truly combine Force and Saber, and I think Yoda would be, would have been the person to do it. All of a sudden, he gets swung on, right? Lightsaber coming in, and he's over here with his lightsaber. <laughs> force block. Slice. You know, maybe a little flip here and there. Maybe a little jump here and there, right? Maybe. But... Come on. Come on. Like... He could have done so much more to integrate Force and Saber instead of looking like a literal toy from the store that you buy That like ding, 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 ding. He's like a ping pong ball. It's like he's in a pinball machine. Somebody should edit those scenes with pinball sounds and make everything light up that he touches. Cling, clean, clink, 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 clink. It's like, what is happening? Insomniac with a $5 tip. Uh, Sh- Diversity had a great video showing how bad the lightsaber fights can be in Star Wars. Do you want to know what one of my favorite lightsaber fights is? I think my favorite lightsaber fight is Kylo versus Rey in the very, very last movie. That's what I think. I think that's my favorite fight. It's, there is something visceral and violent in, and scary. I'm like, dude, at any moment somebody is losing a freaking arm. Oh my gosh, I, that's my favorite lightsaber fight. There's something about it that feels authentic and real. It doesn't feel overdone. It feels angry. It feels it feels like I'm, ser- I'm serious. At any point, I'm like, somebody is gonna lose an arm in this fight. They are playing to kill. I love that fight. I think that's one of the best. I think most of the ones before that. Especially in the prequels, they're so overdone. They're awful. Eh. Someone needs a guest host. Oh, come on now, now Rad. I think that's got to be one of the best fights in 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 the franchise. So, I think you missed the facts. If you slow down the movie, you can clearly see that Yoda has Nike pumps on. <laughs> <laughs> Haha, that was good. That was good. You had me in the first half. I'll give you that. That was a good one. That was a good one. I love This is a treat. This is a treat as a streamer is when you're reading something out loud And you sense halfway through you're like, oh, they got me. There's a punchline coming. You know what I mean? We passed the year one mark. It's fine now. Oh, what do I unlock next in our dialogue options rad? How long is that gonna take what's next it on the docket? (laughs) <laughs> don't hate on the prequels. The zoomers love those things for some reason. Kylo against the Knights is really good. The little shoulder shrug, nod to Han. I love that too, Eugene. I do. I do. I love that part. I love it. The little the little shrug. You know, the little the little solo, the little solo shrug. I love it. I love it. And I knew in the moment I was like, I know what you're doing and I don't care. <laughs> I know that's fan service. I know you want me to think of Han. And I just didn't freaking care. I loved it. I thought it was dope. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anakin versus Obi-Wan. Another just awful, overbaked special effects tour to nonsense. It's just, I have the high ground. There's a reason that 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 movie is so memed. There's a reason. (laughs) Because it's horrible. Hey, we got two new subscribers. Thank you for clicking the subscribe button. Be sure to join in chat and discuss if you want to. Uh, oh, one of the one of the new subscribers says, "I want to take Cyberpunk on PS5. The game, it's okay in PS5." Nathan, I will be streaming it on PS5 this afternoon. It'll be my first time I ever I ever do it. Right? It'll be my first time I ever do it. So I've never touched the game, and if you want to see me. Give my live thoughts. That'll be this afternoon. It's installing on my PS5 right now. It still comes with a disclaimer. It still comes with a disclaimer. Oh, my PS5 shut off. It must be. It must have been done installing. <clears throat> we unlocked hose, I thought that was clear. I was treating it like Mass Effect, you know, but you didn't. You didn't play along. So turned off to save power. I'm assuming it's it's fully installed now. Um. Yeah, it is. It's fully installed on my PS5. It's ready to rock and roll. So, uh... Okay. Power, turn off the PS5. Alright. Yeah, so we're all set for later. We are all set for later. You have me wanting to reinstall on my PS5 now? Listen, I, like, if I'm gonna cover the game, I'm gonna cover the game. I've been taking my shots, you know what I mean? So... Hope you enjoyed. Actually, it's a good game. Hard to know what the bugs will be like, though. Yeah, I mean, at this point in time, we will we will obviously be able to see just if you know if the game is in a state um, if the game is in a state where it could be right. I have a headache and just woke up. So now now she has a headache. Chat. <laughs> just like could it get more cliche, rad? Could it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. She has a headache, chat. That's why. That's why she shot me down. freaking crap. The game isn't that bad anymore. They still have a disclaimer. What do you mean? They still have a disclaimer. If you get this game right now on the Xbox, right? If they get on, if they get uh, the Xbox and PlayStation, it comes with a disclaimer about stability. You're giving me content? I read that as the as as consent. <laughs> Is that what you Oh come on. They have a disclaimer after what went down? Yeah, but Microsoft has had this disclaimer up for six months. It's it's had it up for six months. It they they warn you before you buy the game. They do, they warn you. They're like, yeah, it's it's got problems. I've I've never bought a game. In all my years! In all my years! The disclaimer is because of whiny people on the internet? Omega. Don't make me. What are you talking about? That is not why the disclaimer is there. The disclaimer is there because it runs like trash on the old consoles. That's, they have to warn people. Come on. They, They have to warn people. Have you seen how bad it runs? It looks terrible. It's a joke. You will see. I have a PS5. I'm not going to see anything. I don't have a console old enough to show you how bad it is. He's partially right. I know people who played on old consoles and didn't have that many problems. Okay. All right. All right. Hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There's different categories here. There's different categories here. Problems. All right. Problems meaning what? Freezes, glitches, bugs, resets. I'm talking about the performance. What the game looks like. It looks... It looked so bad on old-gen consoles at launch. Don't, please, please don't act like that wasn't an issue. It was really bad. I saw all the footage. I saw the YouTube videos. It was like... It was like Aliens Colonial Marines. I'm talking about all that. I'm not talking about the weird bugs where people were memeing the game. I know that that stuff is like here and there. It doesn't happen all the time. It is laughable when it happens. It's obviously very, very funny. I'm talking about literally the textures and the way the game looked and ran. And then go, <laughs> go play Spider-Man, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, or Red Dead. Play that on Old Gen and then play Cyberpunk on Old Gen. And it deserves the disclaimer. 100%. It wasn't every player. It was bad, but not every player had that experience on those older consoles. I don't... Okay, how do you... How do you not have the same... I don't understand how that's possible. If it looks that way, when someone records themselves watching someone eat or walking around town or combat or whatever, it's going to it's it, it's going to perform that way on all those consoles just cuz you look the other way. I am not talking about bugs and glitches. I'm talking about literally the appearance of the game. The appearance of the game is what I'm talking about. I I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to pigeonhole when like random characters didn't have textures like fuzzy just put in the discord. I know that that didn't happen to everybody. Sure sure sure. I mean by and large when I saw videos that just broke down, here are the differences in appearance, here's what it looks like and runs like on old gen, I, I'm telling you right now, it, des- it deserves the disclaimer, because it, it does not look anything like what they advertised. I don't look the other way, I did research on it, not every player on older consoles had that issue. Just bring that gift from above to the stream to drive your point. Well, no, I mean, that, but that's what Radical is saying, Murph, is not everybody had that happen, where, like, they looked at an NPC and the guy had no texture. That didn't happen to everybody. That was a bug that could happen. I saw lots of different videos of that bug happening, like, literally, like, they look like a mannequin that got melted in the sun. It's like, what in the heck happened to that that character, right? 100%, 100%. Radical is right. That didn't happen to everybody. You could play through and maybe ha- never have that bug or that glitch happen. I'm talking about the overall performance. If you just look at the game and you look at those web, th- those 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 channels that do comparisons, just a comparison breakdown. They're not memeing. They're not taking cheap shots. They're not cherry picking glitches and bugs. They're literally just showing differences in performance. It I, it looks so awful on old gen. I'm not saying it wasn't horrible. Uh, it was not done right for older gen consoles, but it was not ubiquu- ubiquitous. And now you're gonna come in here and use big words? Okay. I understand what's happening. I understand what's happening. <laughs> Brendan renewing that membership, getting a purple badge. You the best. <laughs> it just works, Todd Howard somewhere probably. Everyone who smoke, yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> Zubair. Uh, if you didn't have that happen, you most likely didn't play long. Hang on, what is this? Um. Mm-mm-mm-mm. What is this? We can provide games from our competition for you to play. Uh. Um. I, yeah, sure. Uh sure I'd love to discuss it uh further. <laughs> it further It further Man I am I am bad this morning About I'm type I'm not typing very good. Uh Poll: Worst three four three software from software or CD Project Red? <laughs> Fricking Eugene! All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Here, here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. Never mind. Oh, we were just, we were just warming up, Rad. I was, that was all. Come on. <laughs> that was just the appetizer. Let's actually do this. Let's do this thing. Let's debate this. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. Okay. We're going to do a poll in chat. We're going to do a poll in chat, right? Cyberpunk 2077, should it still be on old-gen consoles, right? Yes or no? That's all I want to know. Do you think, should it still be on old-gen consoles, right? Your master... (laughs) Let's go, baby. Okay. I knew. I knew... I knew I could unlock with enough charm. I've been spending a little bit more points in charm. I knew we could unlock this level of discourse. Cyberpunk 2077, should it be on old-gen consoles, yes or no? That's all I want to know, what you guys think. This isn't about who's right or wrong. This is about what people think, right? Should it still be on old-gen consoles, yes or no? It's not about who's right or wrong. It's not. It's about what does the audience think. If you're here right now, you're here right now get in there get your votes cast got him mm-hmm. you owe me you still owe me by the way i've been checking i've been checking instagram i'm not i haven't seen i haven't seen what what uh what i was promised hasn't happened yet so i'm waiting i'm waiting for all those incentives to get ca- to cash in rad everybody's waiting especially especially those of us that made direct requests so chop chop <laughs> Uh, The hand clap was a little much. The hand clap was a little much. I'll dial it back. I'm going to dial it back just a little bit. I'm being serious. Loading potato quality is actually a feature? Right. Working on Kratos? Okay. Okay. DMs are open and no joysticks? I'm telling you. I think it's a myth. I think it's a myth. What are we in? Oh, we're in Monster Beats. It's like, why did it get quiet all of the sudden? The Monster Beats playlist keeps doing this. Oh, yay. Spotify is going to do that thing. Yeah, where it doesn't let me interact with it. Yay. Let me exit. I guarantee I'm going to try to open it. Skip Toasty. There it is. Brand new member. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. Enjoy increased access in the Discord. Yeah, it's going to tell me that I can't open Spotify. Yeah, it does this every single time. It does this every single time I, like, restart the computer. Like, Spotify is just, like, bad. And then I have to crash it, and then it, like, and then it fixes itself. There. It, like, won't let me click on anything. I don't know what it is. They must have done an update inside of, uh, there we go. Let's get some, there. We got some actual music playing now. There we go. CD Projekt Red has an obligation to release it on last-gen consoles. You don't spend years hyping it on old-gen and then crap the bed and release nothing. Oh, no, 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 no. I get that. I get that. I do. 100%. I 100% get that. The the idea here is not necessarily about that, though. I'm just curious what people think. Right? All right. I love the new polls in chat. Absolutely will increase interaction. Oh, yeah. We get way more interaction on polls. By the way, if you are new, hit that subscribe button. We would love to have you join our community here. It's free to subscribe. I'm a safe for work broadcaster Monday through Friday. People treat me like radio. They throw me on in the background. You don't got to worry about the language I'm going to be using. All right. So make sure and click subscribe if you haven't already. Smash the like button. We want to see those likes get a little bit higher than they are right now. Consider becoming a member that has perks, benefits, and it supports me directly, and uh, you can get emotes and a badge, as well as increase access in our Discord. And we do Q&A later, and the questions show up on screen. And you can be here for that as a member. I advocated for the game being initially sold on Old Gen, but it shouldn't have been re-released for Old Gen, if you will, unless it's been fully re-optimized. Uh, this, I'm actually more interested in this aspect of it, Rad. This is what I'm more interested in. When they do the next gen version, which is supposed to land later this year, what are they gonna do to soft relaunch the game? That's the ultimate question that I have. You need a soft relaunch. Like No Man's Sky had a soft relaunch, okay? And it's and it's been doing amazing. We're still waiting on the next expedition. I don't know what the frick they're doing, but Anthem, I always said Anthem was gonna need a soft relaunch. They were gonna have to reset the game. Right? They we're gonna have to completely reset the game. They were gonna have to basically start over. It's like, okay, look, you, you you had a rough start, right? You had a rough go. You're you're gonna need you're gonna need a soft relaunch. And that ultimately is what I think needs to happen with Cyberpunk. It needs to have like an actual soft relaunch where they 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 actually push out something probably for free, right? And then and then that's like the the new era of Cyberpunk. You would do this big update, it would have a title like for Anthem I always called it Anthem Genesis, where they would basically give you the option as a player to go reset the game. Everything would change. You would kind of start over, but it would be a completely new experience, both linearly from the beginning, but also respecting and honoring what you had already done in some way. Now, I know that's a hard, hard fence to straddle because there are people who have put a ton of time into into Cyberpunk, and you wouldn't want them to suddenly be like, wait, I have to start over to really enjoy all this stuff. You, You would need to figure that out, right? I would love a deep dive on what the plan was for Anthem. I feel so bad that the game got abandoned. I truly think up until the end they were still lost. I still felt like they were lost in the dark. I I, I don't think they knew what they were doing. I I do. I I think that they were they were they were stuck. It's so in so many ways they were just absolutely stuck. The biggest issue with Cyberpunk on old consoles was the optimization. That was it. The other things about the game were really just fine, but because, for many players, not all, it ran so poorly. Uh, To re-release it without addressing this, if that's what they did, I admittedly haven't looked very deeply yet at the patches have been on consoles. Uh, It is as bad as initially releasing as on old gen. Yeah, most of the bug fixes, I don't know if if they're directly um, targeting optimization for old gen, Rad. You would need to... I've not researched that. The patch notes are ridiculous you're talking like cvs like receipt ridiculous so long like so long like i don't have time to read all that like fixed 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 just like just like a bullet point of fixes i don't know if they've ever spoken directly to old gen optimization that's that's the big question could Anthem do a Doom, Die for a while, and bring back Genesis or two? Here's the problem with Anthem. Okay, there's two problems with Anthem. Number one, no one's gonna want to financially back it because it feels cursed. So you're not gonna find a publisher or a developer that wants to touch it with a ten foot pole. Second thing that you're gonna have a problem with Anthem is it, a lot of people are gonna argue, even if you have good proof of concept, good proof of you know improvements or whatever. Everyone's going to say, "Look, you had your shot, man. No, what why would we do it again? You know, it's 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 getting hit from two ends. On one end, I think people just think it's cursed. They're like, that game was a non-starter from the get-go. You guys mishandled pre-production as well as post-production. And that's on that's on BioWare. I mean, more than anybody. More than anybody that's on BioWare, right? But I think you're not. You're, who are you going to find that wants to mess around with that? It's just going to feel like it's cursed from get go. And even if you don't feel like it's cursed from get go, you're going to be like, "Look, you guys had your shot, man. You had your shot," and I, that makes me sad because I think that, that there were core elements of Anthem that were special and really, really good that I think could have ultimately led to a successful game. I do. I think there. I think they had. I think they had the pieces and the parts of a of a successful game and I just think they completely blew it they they totally blew it they did not, they did not in any respect have like a formal plan or like a long term strategy, they just didn't so the bugs are what they are and some of them were bad but most were mad, not that bad, drops in the bucket but the game running like sludge people won't forgive the bugs uh, if they can't get through the game On the right technology, the bugs can be forgiven. That's why PC players are a majority are like, dude, the game was good. We had a game that ran fine, and we got to enjoy everything else. Many console players can't even get through the game without feeling like they're physically wading through muck. Right. And that ultimately is why we have the poll question in chat. I want to know from the chat, like, should this game still be on old-gen consoles, right? 221 votes. Should it still be on old-gen consoles? 76 are saying no, it should not. Now, that doesn't mean it can't be on old gen, right? It doesn't mean it can't be on old gen. It doesn't mean that there's not a, a, a path forward for the game. But as Rad is saying, it would, require, it would require some level of optimization. You would need it to be not just given assurances, but you would need people to know, like, this game has been fixed and optimized for old gen, for the old technology. And, and for these older pieces of hardware. Because if not, you're always going to run into the same problem. You're going to run into that problem of, man, I thought they fixed this game. I saw all these patches, and it still runs bad. Like if it, And this is why I think Radical is, is pinpointing one of the major problems. Optimization is a huge issue. This is why I didn't get the latest Assassin's Creed on my PC. Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Because I was like, I know it's going to run fine on my PS5. PC, its performance was all over the place. Why? It's it, Assassin's Creed games are notorious for not being very, op- very well optimized for high performance on PC, okay? So, I got it on my PS5. Optimization is a huge issue. If the game itself is still poorly optimized for old-gen consoles and people see this announcement, they're like, oh, it's back in the Sony store, and it's been patched up one side and down the other, I think people have every right to expect the game to run significantly better on the old consoles. The question is, does it? Now, I'm not going to slum it. I'm not going to pull out one of my old Xboxes from retirement and get it up and running to test this game out. No, I bought an Xbox Series X and I bought a PS5 for a reason. I don't want to mess around with all of that. (laughs) Do you see? I don't want to mess around with all that. I don't. I'm not, not going to do that. So you're going to have to find another channel if you want to know how's it run on the old consoles. Somebody else is going to have to is going to, to 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 forge that path of booting up the game on old hardware to see have they optimized it? Does it run better? Is it is it worth playing on old gen yet? No, I don't know a channel in existence right now other than Digital Foundry that's qualified to speak to that because they obviously have all the old hardware and they do all the comparisons. So you would need Digital Foundry to do a revisit of Cyberpunk, and I don't know if they're going to do it anytime soon. I don't know. I think people legit refuse to acknowledge the problems of Cyberpunk because they like it, instead of liking it and admitting they don't care. Um, honestly, I've not seen that. I'm in circles with gamers who are used to critiquing. Well, and you're more intelligent, Rad, so like, you probably keep a circle of people that are like you. You don't hang out with, like, you know, the internet dum-dums that will defend anything. I mean, you... you Eugene's, Eugene's referring to a a thread of the internet that exists, like you go, I mean, look at what happened when, look how bad Halo looked, and anytime I talked about it, you had people coming in acting like, Halo Infinite was gonna be, like, the, it was gonna be mind-blowing, and now that I'm saying that the game looks promising, I have people coming in and be like, yeah, look, all your predictions age like milk, I'm like, what are you talking about, the game looked terrible! I was like, if you're right, if you're right about Halo Infinite, you're right by sheer luck. You had no reason, you had no reason to think Halo Infinite was going to be good prior to E3 this year. Prior to E3 this year, there was no reason to think that Halo Infinite was going to be good. It looked terrible. It was embarrassing. It looked like, it looked old, you know? The comparisons between what we saw last year and this year are are insane have you seen the videos the side by side of the landscapes the shadows the lighting the guns what just happened oh that was my one once a week computer crunch that blah blah, 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 blah like that matrix yeah i rebooted my computer this morning see ordinarily that little crunch that you just heard of audio would crash my entire computer But as long as I reboot my computer once a week, we just have like a glitch in the matrix and then we're fine for the rest of the week. That's Windows doing something. I don't know what that is. Windows is like, hang on a tick. Okay, we're good. It's like, Windows has got to grunt one out and then we're fine. I don't know, Red hangs out here. Halo, the Halo team turned on RTX. They did, they did, they did. I had to go back and completely revamp the graphics and all, so I don't think that they were right. Halo Infinite looks good now to me. It looks exactly how I'd want it to. Very excited for it, and I didn't have faith that that would be the case. Yeah, I'm a convert. I'm a convert, dude. I was a naysayer. I was like, dude, Halo Infinite, it's going to flop. I was like, it's going to friggin' flop. They get Joseph Staten, the man himself, and then they put the game back on track. I just can't stand the toxic people who hate the game just to hate it okay well here's the thing Sven here's the thing this is where the internet is 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 just it's like water you know what I'm saying water can be life giving it can provide power it can be it can help you clean stuff it can help you cook but water can destroy a basement or a town if there's too much of it okay and and on the internet criticism and and hate quote unquote hate it basically that's just too much water it's it's damaging and destructive and it's unhelpful it's unhelpful to discourse it's bad for the people that are on the other end of it you know what i'm saying so it's like I, the the critiques and the anger about cyberpunk were 100 justified but then people go overboard and it's like no, no 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 hang on a minute hang on water can serve a purpose you can pressure wash a deck you can wash your car you can drink a glass of water on a hot day You can use it to boil food, right? But you get too much water and your basement's ruined or a town is destroyed. Maybe even loss of life. So too much criticism and too much anger about a video game becomes what? It becomes hate. And it becomes cruelty, right? And so in this situation, this is what always gets so frustrating. The people that are genuinely angry about cyberpunk and what happened, you hijack good criticism and good conversation and then you make everybody that's angry look like you some mindless mob of hatred you know what i'm saying like that's the problem it's like yeah there's always a mindless mob of hatred we know that from the game that we used to cover exclusively we would sit here and make thoughtful criticisms every single day but there were always those morons on reddit and the forums just spewing hatred and toxicity you know, and then they, they end up corrupting the conversation, they hijack everyone thinks, that all that community and gamers are so toxic, it's like ten people (laughs) it's like ten people doom with a ten dollar tip I had fun beating it on the series x but it was too heavy for old gen, I tried it on my old xbox and it was terrible, so many systems that were promised still are not in cyberpunk, it's sad to see, you guys want to see a really cool gift my daughter got me for father's day if, if if you didn't get this for your Father's Day then you're missing out. She got me a little my little pony Pinkie Pie. Look at that. See her? See her little eyes. She's always so happy. Cuz I I am I'm a firm believer that Pinkie Pie is the best my little pony. She just she's got a good energy and she's always positive and she's always being awesome. And so this I she got me this for Father's Day. So it sits on my desk. <laughs> So it sits at my desk. Oh, I don't have my bracelets on today. Um, I have these bracelets I wear to think of the kids, and I'm not wearing them today. They're, I'm going to get scolded for that later. Uh, we should create VGPS video game protective services. Save all these games from the genuine hate of the internet. <laughs> the worst parts of the game are as important as the best, especially with how Cyberpunk was handled and played. Hey, couple of new subscribers. Thank you so much for clicking subscribe. If you're new and you hit subscribe, that enables you to talk in chat, take the poll, and be a part of this community. Monday through Friday, we're doing a live show like this. A lot of people have clicked on the video today off of a suggestion. Um, We're getting a 35% from suggested and a 5% from YouTube search. If you found this video on YouTube looking for information about how it's back in the Sony store, I appreciate you doing that. I do a Monday through Friday live stream. This is a part of it. Just a live discussion and a back and forth. A lot of people throw me on in the background like gaming radio. I've also got other gaming news for you later on about Sea of Thieves. Uh, Outriders has has the latest patch. And then Elden Ring is being described as being easier. We'll be breaking down those other gaming news segments as well. Thank you so much for being here. If you're enjoying the show, it's a free way to show appreciation and help out the video to smash the like button. You guys are slacking on the likes. We should have about 400 likes by now. We don't even have 300 yet. Give that little thumbs up button a smack and then hit sub and hit the bell button so you don't miss any of my streams throughout the week.
1: <clears throat>
0: it legit boggles my mind how they went from the Witcher games to such mediocre game in Cyberpunk. It's so bland, it's legit jarring. That's something that I would love to, like, like, interview. Like, Rad would be good for this, Right like defend the game why is it so good why did you like it so much why was it so important you know what I'm saying we know rad likes pretty ladies so maybe that's what it was she just made a pretty lady and that's all she needed right I'm underselling I'm underselling why what like what rad thinks of games is to be silly but at the same time there are a lot of people that are like yeah even when it runs well it's not a very good game you know it's pretty basic there's nothing special here you know what I'm saying like there's nothing there's nothing that amazing and I'd be interested to see somebody give, like, their discourse or give, like, all right, give me the elevator pitch. You got one minute, you got five minutes. Like, pitch me on his friggin' game. Why is it so good? I mean, I'm playing it today. Maybe I'll figure it out myself, you know? Witcher 3 was broken on release, too. Yeah, Witcher 3 was actually pretty bad on release. I don't think it was as bad as, as Cyberpunk, though. I wrote a whole review. Uh, I know exactly what was good and what was bad. How was the weekend? It was amazing, Jin. Thank you for asking. Appreciate that. The game's story was so underwhelming compared to Witcher 3. Witcher 3 was technically busted and had issues, but the story and the meat of the game was still amazing, right? People forget it took years in free DLC to sway opinions on Witcher 3. I wonder, though, if that was because the core game was still so good. Like, the story was still so good. You know what I mean? This isn't the first time they did this. I just wonder if Witcher 3 was... was... I wonder if it was a, a table, with three like okay let me let me explain it like this. Witcher three was like a wobbly table. You know when you go to a restaurant and the table's wobbling. Witcher three was wobbly. It was like all right we got to get this stable. It's wobbly. And then Cyberpunk's like missing a leg. You just see what I'm saying? Like I, I I don't know if comparing them is the same. I don't think Witcher three was quite as bad at launch as Cyberpunk. I think Witcher 3 was a wobbly table. It was like, holy frick, there's some stuff in here you guys have got to fix. But it was still a table. It still got the job done. You know what I mean? <coughs> Wheezy says, I call it bland. I put 100 hours in on a 3080. There you go. Wheezy's played the heck out of the game, you know, on, on, a, on a stellar experience, on a PC that is really strong. <coughs> I would say the same about Cyberpunk. The core the core vision and narrative is great but it's not very well made uh, first time shame on them second time shame on me that's right shame rad shame on you I think there are a lot of people who never touched 3 or knew about it until they turned the corner yeah I tried playing Witcher 3 at launch and it launched at the same time as House of Wolves and I just, I nobody wanted to watch me play it, it I, I streamed it for 8 people <clears throat> at the time, at the time, I streamed Witcher 3 to eight people. That's how uh, that's how much endurance my, my channel had back then. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: screw that wobbly table. I always end up with that. You just gotta get some salt packets under there, buddy. Just get a few salt packets. Give them a little tappy-tap. Put them under that leg, you know? The game tried to do one million things, and it did them all poorly and mediocre, says Wheezy. When you compare AC Odyssey versus Witcher 3... You can see where technically Ubisoft blows CD Projekt away. I'm actually, you know what's funny is as irritated as I got playing AC Valhalla the other day, um, uh, it, uh, (laughs) it's, I still want to go back and play it. I don't know. There's something about those games. (laughs) I don't know. Um, it, I, I don't understand why it didn't start well it, d- it did not start well and yet and yet I, I kind of want to go back and like alright let's uh I don't know let's take a crack at this you know um, oh we got that for later ooh that's pretty Nice nicely done creature that looks very good Hey, we're having a great day. So if you guys are here and last week was weird, we did something where you might not have been getting notifications last week. So all of you that came in today off of a notification... Uh, and you've been a long time sub we greatly appreciate that we did so much E3 coverage last week over the weekend we actually started Monday in uh, notification jail you can only send so many notifications in a 24 hour period so uh, thank you guys for a strong strong day today we appreciate everybody being here especially all of the new faces and new names in chat thank you for being here as well Uh, I did all the side quests and none of them mattered, says Wheezy. None of the decisions mattered. Man, I can't wait to see what happens with this. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, I thought that was one of the key tenets of Cyberpunk. Wasn't it supposed to be a game where everything you decided and did would, would, would influence the story and the game? You know what I mean? That's what I wrote in my review. Along with just the world itself, the storytelling, character building, and world building are unmatched in many settings. Oh, so you? Oh, so those uh, it's, uh, radical thinks the opposite. Mark, uh, Marcus, no, Marco, Marco Susano. Marco says not true. I beat Witcher three four times, DLC included. Cyberpunk is not just broken. There's a lot of, mis- fea- lot of missing features that were promised. Thank you, Marco, for chiming in with the five dollar tip. Dark roast, Switch Pro, Zubair. <laughs> It's on the way, okay? The Dark Rose is in in process. You know what I mean? Rad says the side quests were better than the main story. Okay, okay, okay. We got different perspectives here this morning. Infinite says, I disagree with that, Weezy. I found the quest to be very deep and philosophical. They may not have impacted the larger narrative, but they were great. Okay. I was actually talking with somebody about this at the wedding that I was at on uh, Saturday, and would it be... Content that people would want to consume. If I started to break down games with respect to their their truth claims, their view of the world, their view of man, right? What's their anthropology? What's what's their what's their philosophical viewpoint? What's their stance on ethics or morality? Like games are getting more into that, aren't they? Like Days Gone gets into that. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima gets into it. Uh, apparently, Cyberpunk gets into it. I just don't know if there's enough games that would actually get you. Would you even be able to break them down at that at that level? Is it even possible? Do you know what I'm saying? I think it'd be fun, but it'd be it would take so much time. <laughs> Doom, clicking that member button. Thank you for doing that, Doom. If you guys haven't clicked the join button, consider doing that. It supports me directly. We've gotten four new members already today. Thank you so much for that. If you're new and you've clicked on this video today off of a YouTube search or suggested, thank you for being here. We are breaking down Cyberpunk 2077 being back in the Sony store. I have a poll in chat right now. Okay? I want to know what you think. Do you think Cyberpunk should still be on the old gen consoles? Has it come far enough? Is it still too poorly optimized? Weigh in on the poll. If you hit subscribe, you can talk in my chat. We do that to kind of keep out the chat bots and the haters. Uh, and also when you hit subscribe and the bell button, that ensures you don't miss my streams Monday through Friday. So thank you to all the new folks being here. Good idea for one-off videos. It'd be so hard. I have to do so much research. I just don't know if I have the time to commit to that kind of content. There are literal endings you don't get if you don't complete some side quests, says Radical master tai says, I agree. They should have connected and did more. Almost every decision in the game doesn't affect anything, says Distorted. People investigated exactly that and were upset to find that out. The direct ending are only slightly different. Yo, Marcos, renewing that membership and getting a blue badge. Welcome back, Marcos. Thanks for clicking that join button again. Oh, the different endings are only slightly different. I was like, the direct ending? What is that? we also got a new subscriber just a second ago somebody hitting subscribe for the first time thank you for doing that and becoming a subscriber of the channel getting ready for Dying Light 2 by replaying Dying Light 1 Uh, we convinced Eugene to get Dying Light 1 because it was such a bargain and we had heard so many good things and he was like man it's just too dated I can't get into it Um, I'm curious uh, Ski Stream, if you've been a long time fan of Dying Light 1 how that replay feels to you the whole concept of your choices not really mattering in the world at large is very much in keeping with the genre. But that conflicts with these kinds of games try to do with your choices. The Last of Us 2, uh, we ruin video games, I guess. No, you don't. Far Cry 6 getting political, these topics could get spicy. Yeah, I don't know if I ever want to dip into those. Yeah, 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 you're right, fuzzy. You're right. <laughs> We, we ruin video games. No, you don't. No, you don't. Stop. The atmosphere in Night City is fantastic, though. I like being in the game as long as I don't pay too much attention to the game systems and the mechanics. <laughs> it's not It's not bad if you totally shut your brain off, you know? It, it really isn't bad. <laughs> it's a great picture if you squint, you know, or take your glasses off. <laughs> uh Eugene says, I was so bored. You were bored in Dying Light 1? So bored and dated. I'm currently replaying all the Halo games to get ready for Infinite. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Halo 1, it just is rough. It's so rough. I'm at the point where I don't even know, uh, where I don't even have to use my guns. Oh, there you go. I'm gonna give Cyberpunk another playthrough or two once the next-gen version hits. It's a great game if you ignore all the bad parts. That sounds like a healthy relationship, you know? He's a great guy if you ignore all of his glaring character flaws. (laughs) He's not a bad guy, you know? (laughs) He's a pretty good guy, all things not considered. (laughs) All things not considered. It's not bad. (laughs) Uh... Replaying all the Souls games to prepare for Elden Ring, having a blast. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not me. Not me. I'm not doing that. (laughs) We're going to talk about that today. That's one of our micro news segments about Elden Ring is apparently going to be not easier, even though the headlines are saying that. Don't believe the headlines. I've got the actual quotations from the developers. Um, Three side quests meaning something is pretty hyperbolic. In the grand scheme of things, they don't matter, says Weezy. All them red flags. You remember that skit on SNL, Red Flag.
1: <laughs>
0: all of her friends are dancers. Red Flag. <laughs> it was such a good skit, dude. Well, it wasn't a skit. It was a um, it was an SNL short because they had filmed it and did all this. It was like a it was like a fancy um, perfume commercial or cologne commercial. Oh my gosh, it was so well done. Red flag. Oh, (laughs) they should have done more of those. I thought that should have been a reoccurring bit. Maybe they did. I only remember it the one time, though. Gorilla arm melee build is fun, says Marco. Wait, I thought there was no news on Elden Ring. Was I told wrong? (laughs) There's no new news on Elden Ring. That's right. That's right. Uh, there's plenty to criticize without things the developers weren't actually able to implement the endings of Cyberpunk 2077 are super cyberpunk but that's not what you typically expect from a video game Uh, that plus performance issues and bugs and missing features kind of hurt the game a lot Ski says first the game is still supported community events are happening they have partnerships with other games and are still adding content to the game oh for uh, Dying Light 1 yeah, I just wonder if you you're a longtime fan, and does that does that shade your does that shade your vision at all? You know what I mean? Is it is it making you see something in a, in a more lovable way? Maybe you're more charitable. I don't know. Hats off to Techland for giving them so much love to the game. No, yeah, I, I definitely think Dying Light One and Techland deserve a lot a lot of praise for what they did and and how they approached that game, but for somebody who had never touched the game before Eugene was just like it's too dated it's too old now we've had 370 votes speaking of dated or old should Cyberpunk 2077 be on old gen consoles should it still be there that's the question if you want to take the poll it's inside a chat right now nearing 400 votes already 76% are saying no it should not be um, and we all know that comes down to a question of optimization Uh, I saw 2077 had a patch this weekend didn't know how significant it was I this is going to be a dilemma for covering in this game is you're going to have to find somebody who can literally play it on an old gen console like I'm not going to do that I have one old gen console in the house Um, well it's an Xbox One X I don't have any consoles old enough to truly test it I have a PS4 Pro and I have an Xbox One X. And neither of them are up and running and ready to go. Um, so, uh, I just got an email saying, Cyberpunk's available in the PlayStation Store. Uh, today they announced it. So I just got a PR email from Terminals about it. Um, I wonder if you can request a key from Terminals for it, if they want people to cover it. Um, I wonder. I checked the other day and it wasn't there. Uh oh no, cyberpunk 2077 is there. It is there. I don't think it was on um, request keys is locked. I can submit coverage later though of the game and that that can that can, you know, they can devs can see that and decide whether or not they want to work with me. So they are. I don't think they have it on um, I don't think they have it on keymailer though. No, they have all kind of different cyberpunk games, but not cyberpunk 2077. Uh, No, it's not there. I was just going to see. I was like, well, if we're going to play it and cover it, we might as well get credit on these sites that kind of like check out people that do different coverages of games, you know. Hey, we just got a new subscriber. Thank you to the person who decided to hit subscribe. We appreciate all of the new subscribers to the channel. It is free to hit subscribe. uh, And it does let you talk in my chat. Uh, that's just to keep out chat bots and spam bots and stuff. Uh, Nova says, Get it off the old consoles. CD Projekt read one of the money that came from the installed user base, but they didn't earn it with the product they released. Shouldn't see the light of day on those consoles, says Nova Hands. Doom says, The missing features and depth of Cyberpunk hurt it worse than the bugs, I believe. The gravity of your decisions don't exist. Okay, okay. I, I the, This is the. This is the first, I think, not in depth, but this is the first extensive back and forth I've ever had about cyberpunk, um, and I am I am I'm interested to see what my experience is whenever I finally dive in today. Because people, this is the first I've sort of seen people really rail against the depth of decision making, uh, as well as not just the depth of decision-making but the impact of the decision-making like we've we've talked about this game quite a bit and i don't think i've ever gotten deep down into the the muck and the mire of the discussion that we're having uh this morning mainly because we usually were just highlighting graphical performances uh performance issues more than anything um Weezy says, three to four side quests matter out of a game the size of Cyberpunk is a joke. Cyberpunk had a horrible release, but I got my money's worth when it comes to the campaign. Um, Man, I wish that members would get not filtered like that. Your decisions practically don't matter. It's hard to get deep down with the surface BS is so thick. Your background practically doesn't matter, says Weezy. Huh. It felt super clunky... Uh, when I was o- when it was over, it was my turn to choose what to do in the game. Yeah, I was watching performance last night on the PS5, and I was like, I was like, okay, um, there, there. It, it looked like it was actually running, uh, running pretty smooth. And I thought, you know, I, I might enjoy myself in this game. It looks like it's actually running pretty well. it Looks like it's it's good performance. You know, it was a little sequence where like the guy was like. Hiding behind something, um, you know what's funny? This this would be a good discussion for maybe when there's a there's a dry spell in gaming in gaming news, because uh, there's a lot going on this week that we, we need to cover. But this is a really good discussion, I think. When you play a game, this is something that Skyrim. If you guys don't remember, Skyrim was really really criticized for this. Uh, your decisions not really mattering. And sometimes I wonder if if gamers ask for something that most gamers wouldn't like, which is impactful decision-making, right? They they don't want you to really have true choice. Number one, that's way harder to develop, and number two, then you end up with play uh, decisions that you regret, and no one wants to feel regret in a video game, that's too close to real life, right? <laughs> no one wants to feel that in a video game, you know? It's the old gaming trick, it's an illusion of choice. You think you have all these options, so you think, man, these are going to really change so many things and at the end your dialogue uh, you realistically ends one to two ways. Right. Now here's my question, says Sean. What do you mean by doesn't matter? What's your threshold of choices matter? I think what Wheezy wants and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to speak for Wheezy and he can speak for himself. I think he wants it to almost look like Detroit Become Human. When you go and play Detroit Become Human, you can track all your decisions and all the trees that it opened and all the trees that it didn't open. The dialogue trees it didn't open. The outcome trees that it didn't open. It's this really, it's this branching uh, graph. It's actually really, really cool. It's one of the cooler aspects of Detroit Become Human, right? right? You can you can see you can see that like oh wow, it every everything was impacted. All stemmed back to one decision and then every and then every decision after, all stemming from there, right? All all tied together. I think that's to a degree that's something Wheezy would want to see. I made this choice on this side mission, this choice on this, 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 this. And now that I'm fifty hours in, here are all the results of the choices that I've made. Instead of it being like I, my story is basically identical to yours, b- barring a few minor things. I want to like The Witcher or Mass Effect, where the gravity of my actions or inactions change everything. If you're going to have choices, that is the way to do it for sure. The way Detroit did it. All games will have haters and lovers. That's just the way game works nowadays. So, well, well, sure. I, I don't think we're breaking this down into lovers and haters. Weezy's played the game for a, a, you know what, hundred hours. He's he's put time in. You know, I honestly hated that no matter what you wanted to do, it didn't matter in Skyrim. Skyrim had different ways of going, and they didn't give you other ways to play it, like becoming High King. Yeah, it was, that, that, was, that was one of the criticisms of Skyrim, was that it doesn't really matter what I choose, I'm, I, we're all ending up on the same path eventually, you know? Your choices matter in The Witcher. There are severe consequences for some of the side quests. And I think that's what people came to expect in Cyberpunk, because it's from the same developer. It's from the same developer, so they're like, well, it, it mattered in The Witcher. Why does not it matter here? You know? Just like it matters right now. It matters right now if you press the like button or not. We only need about 40 more likes to roll the like count over. Do me a favor. Do me a favor and do that if you haven't already. Appreciate you guys so, so much. Hitting the likes and hitting subscribe. Really strong turnout today. Thank you very much. We greatly appreciate it. What about like Wasteland 3? I don't know enough about that to commentate. Speaking of dialogue, Cyberpunk 77 doesn't sound like what people would say in the future, in my opinion. Right. I think they're justified to think that. Well, didn't some of the early marketing for Cyberpunk really, really hone in on this? I thought they really honed in on the fact that, like, every choice matters. Everything you do matters. I swear that was one of the key elements of cyberpunk like I swear there was there were trailers and there was commentary before this game came out like it was going to be at another level it was going to be so in depth I I could be misremembering I'm not saying that that happened I'm asking for clarification I swore that some of the marketing of this game was literally centered in that idea they pushed in on the choice thing. They basically said the story was full of meaningful choices. They did tell us that. They said that a lot. Right. I was going to say, I'm not I'm not falsely remembering the marketing here. I remember that being a thing. Like, yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. It's going to be a pretty crazy game, dude. Holy moly. You know? Hey, thank you, David. Talking in uh, chat. Appreciate you, man. Good to see you. A couple of new subs as well. Thank you for people clicking the sub button. It was supposed to matter, it did not. You're right, it was a feature. Cyberpunk is basically, if the 80s thought the future was going to be like... (laughs) To be fair, says Fuzzy, uh, they are the only game that lets you select your private, so that's revolutionary. (laughs) Oh, golly. The only choice to matter, it seemed, is if you don't pick a female character, you don't get any sweet Judy booty. Oh, uh, okay. They overpromise and underdelivered so much, it's hard to keep track. Loving the turnout. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah, it's a strong day today. A lot of folks that are brand new clicking on the uh, stream today. Um, like a 37% from suggested. So if you're new, we'd love to hear from you. Take our poll in chat. Hit subscribe. Throw your hat in the ring on the discussion. Another couple new subscribers just clicked. Thank you for clicking subscribe on the channel. We do a show Monday through Friday. We're covering Sea of Thieves tomorrow, uh, both with news and gameplay. Covering Cyberpunk today, both with news and gameplay. I will be playing Cyberpunk 2077 uh, later this afternoon. These are our other stories that we'll be covering today. Our focus topic there, Cyberpunk back in the Sony store, but also Sea of Thieves DLC info. Outriders did a legendary drop patch, and Elden Ring is being described as easier. We're going to break down what was actually said. So, make sure you're here for that. I originally got excited about Cyberpunk because of what they had promised. Uh, what we got is a shell of what they originally said. They talked so much trash pre release. Remember the trailer? Release date, when it's finished? <laughs> I remember they got death threats uh, and then they got hacked. It's sad. I advise no one go back because the hackers still have background info. What? Uh, Polo, thank you for the brand new sub and thank you Isaac for the brand new sub. Thanks for clicking those sub buttons, everybody. I wanted to play around in cyberspace and leaned heavily into tech stuff for no payoff. Huh. Why is everyone hyped about Elden Ring? Was there something special about this game? it is the continuation of the Elder Scrolls and I guess um, what's his name from Game of Thrones J.R.R. Martin I guess like he had did he help with it or something it looks incredible it, lo- it, it does, it looks incredible um, the game literally got scope creeped and that's why the crap from Shrier about how the developers thought the game needed a year to be what it could made sense after playing um, Cyberpunk 77 tweets fetching file file download complete status ready hello night city dear cyberpunk will there be memes in the game memes are the future there has to be memes whole game is going to be a meme oh my gosh uh, George R.R. R. Martin George R. R. Martin, thank you. I was like, I can never remember his name. I always want to say J.R.R. J. Tolkien and then it's George R.R. Martin. Uh, he helped build lore. He said his job was finished years ago. Okay, okay, okay. He meant Dark Souls, not Skyrim. Did I say Skyrim? We're talking about too many things. Elden Ring is the sequel to Dark Souls, not Elder Scrolls. ha ha ha! The Dark Souls, it's made by From Software, and they have a huge cult following. I am sorry, chat. (laughs) Yeah, Elder Ring is the sequel to Skyrim. (laughs) The Elder Scrolls 6 is another Dark Souls game. It's, we're all over the place. Dark Scrolls and the Elder Souls Online. Uh, And J.R.R. Martin wrote it, and George R.R. Tolkien wrote The Lord of the Rings. There you have it, chat. All of those are completely accurate things to quote me on that we did it we we achieved complete and utter sentience Lone over here mixing up games i'm creating entire genres and stories and book series yeah i love how cyberpunk inspired other developers to create similar games i'm hoping that uh that new game called replaced lives up like cyberpunk yeah but isn't replaced just like an indie side scroller I don't think it's going to end up being like cyberpunk i think it's isn't replaced i think it replaces just like an indie side scroller i think get it together dark scrolls is when you're browsing twitter (laughs) that's true it's very very true if you talk trash you better stick the landing or you have to quit your life and start over someplace that's right (laughs) That's, that's right uh Elder Scrolls plus Dark Souls equals Elder Souls. That's right. Or Dark Scrolls. Either one. Is the Outsiders patch already out? I thought they didn't have a release date for it yet. I've got the info on it. I've, I've not read it extensively. Um, love to see. What's the price you uh, have to play a game on stream? I'm interested. Oh, um... Video game voting hasn't happening because not a lot of people have picked that tier of support. But we're gonna we were wanting to do some video game voting. We would throw out like a bunch of indie titles and let you guys vote on what game I play. Uh, but you got to do is it tier four? Then you have to do a tier four, and once a month you can request a game. Um, we're trying to honor all the game requests in June that I owe people. I'm so I, I'm 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 still behind on two gilly had like a a weird one that like i have to download the windows version um he also had the the thief game and then uh jump king from t-bone spider-man remastered from torchwood so we've got some games that we need to we need to kick over probably kick over to gaming and just do this week we were gonna do a bunch of any titles over there, but we'll probably just do those requests because I need to I need to slam through those before we get out of June. I need to do I need to do right by the people that have done that tier level of support. We greatly appreciate people that are that are up in those upper tiers. We also appreciate the fact that you've been very patient as we we haven't been doing your requests <laughs> because we uh, we had a lot going on. We had a lot going on, and we were kind of like getting the channel back on track. So. Super Monkey Ball Mania, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know people are gonna want to see me play that one. You know what's funny is Super Monkey Ball was one of the games, was one of the only games in the beginning that you could, uh, that you could play on um, the GameCube. I remember there weren't a lot of games when GameCube came out. You know, there weren't a lot. It was it's kind of rough. A couple more subs coming in, clicking the sub button. Thank you for clicking the sub button on the channel. We appreciate you doing that. off topic but did they ever re- no I I, well, I have not checked creature asked me the last time I tried to log in and check and it was like May 13th I was just like you know what frick your game like I'm not even gonna check anymore I don't care um. <clears throat> why don't they bring Lord of the Rings games back I feel like it'd be huge yeah I wonder if it's just a daunting task I wonder if there's a rights issue what's the last one to come out right, would been Shadow of War or whatever. Um, this makes me chuckle. I always get a laugh uh, out of transformation from Monkey Ball lead to Yakuza dev. Oh, wow, he's really changed. <laughs> he's really changed. He's really... <laughs> That's a glow-up right there. That's a bit of a glow-up. <laughs> uh, bummer. Bummer. I know people miss me playing the game and covering the game, but I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you right now. Like, I, I would never go back full time to covering that game or playing that game. I might, I might not ever go back, even if they ever reversed it. They would need to make, they would need to make public amends, which they're not gonna do. There's too much ego involved, too much pride, too much falsehood. You know, they have an image to maintain. <laughs> so, I I would never go back to begin with. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Shadow of War. I want to see more of the Nemesis system. They'd have to really evolve the yeah, they'd have to really evolve it. You know what I mean? Thoughts on that whole event getting doxxed? I I don't know what you're talking about. What event? Are you talking about like E three last year? Was when was that? It was last no, it was the year before. Wasn't that twenty nineteen? For the damn with E three? Um, I said it earlier in Discord, your favorite CM is taking shots at data miners and now people are saying data miners are horrible. Yeah yeah the most dis- the most divisive community manager I think I've ever seen. He-, he excels at being divisive and passively targeting people for hate. like that's his that's his skill set. Put it at the top of his resume. What could you bring to the table as a CM? I'm really good at targeting people. <laughs> passively, <laughs> passively. Uh, isn't Amazon working on a Lord of the Rings game? I think they are, aren't they? There is a Lord of the Rings game in development. I have no idea. I have no idea who's working on it. Too bad they patented the Nemesis system. Yeah, so what, if they patented and never use it again? (laughs) They're going to patent it and never use it, and then we'll never get another game with it. (laughs) Uh, That's hilarious. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, Amazon canceled it? Oh, no. They canceled it. Oh, You'd never go back to Super Monkey Ball? No, I would go back to Super Monkey Ball. I was talking about Destiny. They canceled the Lord of the Rings game. Huh. It's a very expensive TV show, not a game. Oh. Yeah, it was a TV series. That's right. That's right. There was a Lord of the Rings TV series. It got canceled? I thought we just saw the leaked name of what it's going to be called. It was like... 18 consonants next to each other. It was like, I was like, what is that? They're working on a Lord of the Rings show. Yeah, I thought the Lord of the Rings show. um mm, Oh, really? That's what happened. Okay. Yeah. I don't care about that. Thanks, creature, for the info. They're making a game. They were making a game, but it's canceled. The TV series is still happening. The Lord of the Rings MMO was indeed cancelled. Lord of the Rings MMO by Amazon Game Studios was cancelled, but the TV shows is still is still going as far as I know. Because they just like released like the name of the show. Game got canned. Show going forward. There you go. There you go. Okay. We're 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 on track now. Now we've got the now we've got the true scoop. <laughs> now we have the true scoop of what, what's actually happening. T V series should be good. Hopefully. Um Almost 500 votes on the poll. Cyberpunk 2077, should it still be on the old-gen consoles? And you guys are saying no. 75% are saying, "Uh uh-uh. Nope, shouldn't be. Weigh in on that poll if you haven't already. Roll the likes over to 400 if you haven't already. And, uh, yeah, that's a bummer. You know what's concerning about that? The, The Amazon Studios canceled their Lord of the Rings MMO? Aren't they about to launch an MMO, like... Within a month or so, called New World. <laughs> Do you think maybe it's because maybe that game's not going to be that good? <laughs> I mean, I'm not I've not played it yet. We're gonna check out New World, but I, I hope it's not related. Because if it's related, the New World is uh... <laughs> reskin. Yeah, maybe New World is everything they were gonna use in in that in that uh, Lord of the Rings or whatever. Yeah, that game. I don't know. I don't know, Weezy. I don't know. I was like holding out hope. I was like, yeah, maybe it'll be pretty good. But given that they just canceled the Lord of the Rings MMO, maybe not. (laughs) Uh, Gandalf is a woman in the new series. Wait, what? Yeah, you're joking. Is that a meme? Why would they do that? Is it like an alternate universe or? Did he cast a spell on himself? Why, Why would they do that to Gandalf? That doesn't make any sense. I'm excited for New World. Uh, it was pretty good during the preview event. Co played the New World beta. He didn't rate it. Ooh, that's wor- that's worrying. If he's like, yeah, I'm not going to give it a rating.
1: <laughs>
0: uh. Amazon canceled so many of their gaming projects that I feared New World would just be scraps from the IP junkyard. Huh. I think that's a joke about the Lord of the Rings movies thing. Yeah, I've not heard about that. Um, Amazon just did a big press release about all the content going forward will be heavily diverse and focus on uh, equity. Maybe they couldn't uh, woke the game. Huh. Um, he is because the entire show takes place in hot tubs. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I think New World will have a high start, but I don't think it has legs to stand on and will last. Yeah, Rip Crucible. You guys remember Crucible? Whew! Come on, we need six more likes. Let's roll these likes over. Let's roll these likes over. Come on, we can do it. You can do it. I believe in you. I believe in you. There's going to be nudity in the Lord of the Rings, apparently. Why would you... Come on. Do we actually have to have a discussion about, like... Thematic stylings and genre, where like that just doesn't really have a place. What are you gonna do next? You're gonna put that in the Chronicles of Narnia too? Like, why we don't need? That's just not necessary. It's not necessary. I swear that's like the new thing now. That's like the new thing. Is like, yeah, th- this is this is this is now. That's 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 a form of progression, right? We're gonna just gonna throw we're gonna throw nudity into everything. My opinion on New World, it's not that great. Very samey. To every other MMO I've been playing the alpha for six months oh okay well there you go no I have not gotten into Loki just yet we're holding off we're holding off I think I'm I want to let us binge it so I think I'm gonna hold off and wait um, they want the Game of Thrones crowd I think that's just incredibly stupid you know what I mean that's just incredibly stupid. They dumbed it down in, in Game of Thrones because it was so obscene. It was, they, it was memed and made fun of. Season 1 of Game of Thrones, they made fun of it on SNL. It, it, it became a meme. It got to the point where some of the actors asked for less. They were like, that's not what I want to be known for. You know what I'm saying? Because the show started to rise in popularity. And it's like, I don't want to be a household name for that. So they, they, they dumbed it down later on. They, they, they had less. Come on. There are ASMR leers, uh, ear liquor. I'm telling you, I, I, I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole, dude. I, I've seen clips and screenshots on Twitter. I'm like, this is what you get, man. This is what you get when you just keep letting people press against the rules. And then they had to ban a couple of them. It's like, <laughs> no guts. It's what, yeah, it's what you get when you got no guts. You're getting, you're getting pushed around. You're getting pushed around, dude. That platform's getting pushed around. <laughs> Cause they got no guts they wouldn't stand up and do the right thing when everything happened to me and they won't stand up and do the right thing now and look what's happening just you wait advertisers are gonna keep walking away from that freaking platform they're gonna they're, they're gonna lose they're gonna lose a lot of advertising deals and this is a bad time for it to happen because they're negotiating right now more than likely they're negotiating advertising contracts for the Christmas season and I'm telling you what yeah you're, they're gonna lose a lot of money. They're going to lose a lot of money because they won't take a stand and do what's right. They are, they are shackled. They are shackled and, and kept captive by the woke culture and they can't do anything to stop it. It's too late. They've given up too much ground in the fight. You need new leadership. You need new management. You need to reverse bans on people like me and do actual investigations into people that have done what, wrong and have broken the rules and it's too freaking late. Bunch of cowards. They deserve everything that happens to that platform. They deserve it. I pray for its end and destruction as much as I can. I yearn for it, just just blow up from the inside out, like just implode with your own stupidity and bad leadership and bad management. Yo, Jesse, thanks for clicking the join button. You the best. Enjoy the dope badge and emote your dope and deserve dope stuff. I I would love for the whole thing to just come crashing down. It would serve him right. It would serve him right. You have your own adpocalypse, make way less money, Amazon will cut you loose and then nobody will want to buy you. Google will buy you and gut you for your tag. <sighs> Mm -mm. about time to join not sure i've been putting it off we are trying to push to about a thousand members so we appreciate everybody who's been pushing that membership button as of late we got six members just today so thank you everybody for renewing or pressing the member button brand new today a lot of people are landing in this stream off of suggested we greatly appreciate it all the new folks Coming in and hanging out, we uh, we appreciate you checking out what we do here. We've kind of run the gamut on the cyberpunk debate, so I want to give you my thoughts on it, so we can shift gears a little bit here. I want to give you your other gaming news subjects, but we need to break this down. I got a variety of things I want to run by you. Number one, what did Sony say? Number one, I'm, I'm sorry. Number two, what's the plan? And last but not least. No Man's Sky moment. Can they have their No Man's Sky moment? We're going to see, obviously, long-term, if it's possible. We do record uh, these segments and put them on a Shorts channel... If you prefer shorter uploads, be sure to use the shorts command as a way to support that other channel. Four-minute and six-minute videos get uploaded there all of the time, and we greatly appreciate you guys supporting this main channel, SNTR Presents, as well as SNTR Shorts and SNTR Gaming, and this segment is recorded, so I do a little intro. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about Cyberpunk 2077 being back in the Sony store. I've got some quotations here from Sony and CD Projekt Red. I also want to talk about what's the plan long term and can they have their No Man's Sky comeback moment remains to be seen if you like these shorter videos hit subscribe and the bell button or check out my main channel where we do these live streams Monday through Friday so this is reported by the verge as well as a lot of other channels and websites CD project red has said that cyberpunk 2077 will return to Sony's PlayStation Store on June 21st I'm recording this on June 21st and I just got it installed on my PS5 because I want to check it out myself. Now, this is more than six months after it being removed from the Sony store. As Polygon notes, so they were quoting a Polygon article here, the news came from a regulatory disclosure by Cyberpunk 2077's developer, CD Projekt Red's parent company, and it said that Sony had agreed to reinstate the game. So they didn't really necessarily put this out on the forefront on their own they didn't say hey it's coming back this sort of kind of came out i it was probably a pretty intentional leak now a cd project red spokesperson declined further comment about cyberpunk's return including what potential bug fixes or other updates the new version offers little concerning that they're not saying too much on the outside of this to really give people assurances we did a poll today in the chat in my live stream and we asked Should it still be on the old-gen consoles? Over 500 people voted, and 73% said no, it should not, due to all the performance issues. After a half a year of troubles, problems, and not even being in the Sony store, Cyberpunk may be back on track. Now, I'm going to be diving in to the game later today, and hopefully you're here for that. I'm going to be on the PS5 just to see where the game currently stands. But the real question we want to answer first and foremost is, what did Sony have to say. So this is more from The Verge article. In a statement at Polygon, Sony confirmed the news but said that it still doesn't recommend playing the game on PlayStation 4. Here is the direct quote from Sony. Users will continue to experience performance issues with the PS4 edition while CD Projekt Red continues to improve stability across all platforms. Sony Interactive Entertainment recommends playing the title on PS4 Pro or a PS5 for the best experience. So this is from a spokesperson. So this to me... This is why I did the poll this morning. Like, you're... There's a disclaimer on the game right now on the Microsoft storefront that essentially says the same thing. Basically, if you buy this on an older console, it's not going to run at its best. That's that's the nicest way of saying it, right? It's going to have performance issues. To me, it's surprising that Sony would allow this game to return to their storefront while acknowledging the PS4 edition will continue to have performance issues. Like... I'm shocked they didn't just allow it to only be in the PS5 storefront to be available while waiting for PS4 to get up to where it's supposed to be. Now this might be related to the fact that there still is not a next gen version of this game. I downloaded it today, and I installed the PS4 version on my PS5, so I know it performs better and gets mostly 60 FPS the entire time, but still, it's it's not a true next gen version of the game. and with Sony's insane saturation of the PlayStation 4 in the market, one of the leading causes of Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok having cross-gen support so they can be on that massive market share, it's crazy to me that they're going to let this thing back in the store and have a disclaimer for their largest consumer base, the largest portion of Sony's consumer base is on the PS4, and they're being told basically, don't buy this game, and yet it's coming back to the store anyway. So, what is the plan? That I think this is the bigger question, is what's the plan here? Wh- wh- where are you going with this game? What are you doing with it? Is it ever going to truly become what was promised? So more from the report from Verge. CD Projekt Red spent nearly a decade designing Cyberpunk 2077, and it calls the game a long-term investment that it can sell for years to come. The studio has backed away from plans for a standalone multiplayer mode, saying it would focus on adding online features to all of its games instead. But it's promised down Downloadable content for Cyberpunk 2077 single player campaign, plus a major upgrade for new consoles, including the PS5, in the second half of this year. Now, to me, it does not seem like they worked on this game for close to a decade, given everything that people have had to say about it. Whether it's performance issues on old gen, a lack of depth or meaning to your actual decision making and the things that you're doing, none of that really seems to be landing in the way that you would want it to the hope would be that by the end of this year and beyond they would achieve something close to their original vision and hope for the game launch that next gen version and then i truly think the game needs to have a soft relaunch which is related to my final section no man's sky moment okay I continue to believe that a game like Cyberpunk, with a company like CD Projekt Red behind it, they can pull off what Hello Games did with No Man's Sky and have a true true comeback. With games like Anthem having to literally shut down and not do their rebirth, I really hope to see the opposite with Cyberpunk, mainly because No Man's Sky got so much praise and adulation for The Witcher 3 and all that they did with that game. Now people reference that game as launching Rocky, but I don't think it was nearly as bad as Cyberpunk. Many believe that if games have a comeback and are able to get support and engagement, that this sets a bad precedent, as if games will then knowingly launch poorly, begging on getting a large community to support their redemption arc. I actually think this is a complete misunderstanding of how this typically happens. Most games don't get this second shot and this second chance. Cyberpunk may have just started to get back on track, but to truly have its No Man's Sky moment, it's going to take more than patches and getting back into the Sony store. It will need to have a relaunch of sorts, the same that Anthem, would have needed to get back into the good graces of the public and to truly be the game that everybody wanted it to be. As always, you can catch these streams live over at SNTR presents. If you like these SNTR shorts, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. So, if you like shorter videos like that, we slap those over to SNTR shorts. If it's if it's easier, uh, if it's easier to, um, to do that, then. That's, that's there for you, that's available um we uh we, we put those over there um, on the uh on the Shorts channel. If, it's, if you like shorter, like four minute videos, six minute videos, that is that is there for you. And what we do now in the show is we shift to lots of different topics. And the reason that we do this is we want to give the second half of the show some life. We don't want to get stuck in a topical rut where we've talked enough about a given topic and then you know we, it kind of runs its course. So right now, if you are a paying member and you have questions about uh, if you have questions about um, the the cyberpunk thing that I just covered or if you have questions about the various things that I am about to cover, you as a paying member can submit those questions right now and Nightbot will grab them and throw them into a spreadsheet for the Q&A segment that we are about to shift gears into, but I need to go through these segments so that you know about what else you might be able to submit questions about. You can submit questions about anything on the screen here, Sea of Thieves, Outriders, Elden Ring, or Cyberpunk. It allows us to have a second half of the show that's more about you and your questions for me than about me just sitting here and going back and forth with the chat. So, if you considered being a member up until today, now's a perfect chance to do that as we're sort of transitioning into a live Q&A segment that will follow these various news stories so let me get my little handy dandy timestamp here 226 Um, and again if you're like man I can't always catch live streams the shorts channel makes catching these little segments a little bit easier uh, because they all get uploaded there every single day and that is something that creature spearheads for me so thank you to creature for doing that and thank you to you guys for supporting that channel as well Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about the Sea of Thieves DLC info with A Pirate's Life. If you've been waiting for some of the details, they did a showcase, and I've got the info here for you. If you like these shorter gaming news videos, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss them, or check out my live channel where we do the live breakdown. So this is reported by PC Gamer. Uh, Sea of Thieves, Pirate's Life, they did a presentation, and the five new tall tales included in the Pirates of the Caribbean crossover will take place in new locations. So you will visit the Sea of the Dam, which is like a realm of ghosts, uh, the Sunken Kingdom, which is like a watery world with you know, mermaids or whatever. And the new adventure will also introduce several new crustacean enemies that will crawl and like try to attack you and stuff. Now the real question that I had that they thankfully answered, and this is, listen, listen, this is a long time discussion that I've been having with Sea of Thieves. The PvP aspect. I believe they need PvE only servers. I think that that would be a huge win. Even when I was playing on Friday nights with Hilly, you would run into other pirates and it's annoying okay they can completely disrupt your night and take everything from you or make you just waste your time as you run from them we you know we spent 30 minutes running from somebody i don't have that kind of time i don't know if you have that kind of time i play video games to have fun not throw two hours in the toilet because somebody wants to come and steal all your stuff so Unlike the original series of Tall Tales, you will not have to worry about other players interfering with your progress. Other Tall Tales take place on Sea of Thieves' open world map where other players can attack or kill you, or as happened to the person writing this, friends can steal your ship as well. While you're busy solving puzzles, they can just come and do all those things. When you enter these new locations in a pirate's life, they will function as separate instances. It'll be just you, your friends, if you're playing in a group, and the adventure with no griefing from other players. This is huge news for fans who just want to enjoy playing A Pirate's Life and seeing Jack Sparrow and going and working on stuff. You don't have to worry about folks messing with you. Now, that's especially good news for solo players who can fall prey to other crews that are trying to complete the Tall Tale. And Rare also says they've designed the new Tall Tales in A Pirate's Life so solo players won't have too tough of a time completing them. It's not going to be too challenging for you. There will be checkpoints and save your progress mid-tail and difficulty that scales with your group size plus Jack Sparrow will join you on the new adventures and he won't just ride around in your ship he will actually actively pitch in and help so he's an active participant in the missions as well we can debate all day about what you think should happen in Sea of Thieves. Should PvP elements be mingled in there? Should you have the option to opt out? I personally think they would get a lot more traction with this game if they were PvP, war, battle, pirate, Deadly Seas, and then there were servers that weren't. That's been my belief since the beginning. When I play a video game, I am not looking to get griefed and have my time ruined. It's why I literally stopped playing the game. I've continued to say that A Sea of Thieves is one of the single most juxtaposed games I have ever played. The grind is purely cosmetic. You're essentially grinding to play pirate dress up. I'm not being condescending. That's the game. And I would love that. It'd be fun to make my ship look awesome, my pirate look awesome, sails, all of that. And sailing in that game is relaxing. It's so, so fun. That, to me, is very casual. Being driven by cosmetics and basically playing pirate dress-up is pretty casual. And yet, the grind to level and complete things is so grindy and hardcore and can get ruined by other players on the server. It's so confusing to have such casual elements combined with such a hardcore grind. But the good news is, for pirate's life, That won't be the case. If you like these shorter gaming news videos, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. There we go. That's Pirate's Life. That's Pirate's Life. What was the first thing? Oh, yeah, it was Cyberpunk 77, and then this is Sea of Thieves. I got to write down my timestamps. So once we're done, once we're done... Alright, next one, Outriders. We cover this game a lot, and they have apparently patched the uh, they have patched the legendary drop rate. Now I don't know if this is gonna be enough to get anybody to go back in any significant numbers, but we're covering this micro gaming news segment because we covered the game extensively. And chat if you're going heavy lurk on me that's fine but i'm worried youtube chat might have done something so make sure let me know that you're still alive chat micronews tends to do that to chat but that's okay Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about Outriders drop patch. did a legendary patch to the drop rate, and it's been announced. It's not actually been released just yet, but I wanted to cover it. If you like these short gaming news segments, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss it. You can always catch these streams live. Thank you, Chad, for letting me know you're still alive. Okay, Screen Rant reported on this, and listen, I covered Outriders pretty extensively. Played it on the launch date put together all my own videos about first impressions i've critiqued the game up one side and down the other with respect to the the flow of the content the end game i've talked about end game design with the devastator we talked about balance and power we talked about gun based bullet based abilities we've even talked about the terrible sound design however this might be enough to bring some people back i don't know if it's gonna be enough to bring me back we'll have to read through this and see how we feel Screen Rant reported on this on Thursday, June 17th. A new dev news update on Reddit from the Outriders developed mentioned that they would be doing a 100% increase to the legendary loot drop rate across the board. Although the updates include other issues and implementations in the upcoming patch, which does not have a release date outside of early in the week of June 21st. So sometime the week I'm recording this because it's June 21st right now. The legendary drop rate buff is by far the most exciting update listed in the patch the drop rate of legendary items has been a huge issue of contention since the demo of the game released now I actually never had too big of an issue with legendary drop rates I had the issue of the legendary content loop being bad because they had perfectly good content loops that ended for you once you got into the end game, unless you were just gonna purely grind them for currency. You could do the man hunts and the mod hunts, and once you completed all of them, it was a guaranteed legendary. That would have been a pretty nice grind if you wanted to target armor or a weapon, but they were all well under leveled at that point, and they were purely used for breaking down for mods. It was essentially a currency grind. That to me was one of the glaring issues with the end game of Outriders. It was one of the major problems, in my opinion. Now, the dev news update included five key point changes to the legendary drop rates. Okay, Also sign-in issues, patch news, and the appreciation package news, and a list of known issues. Other than the legendary drop rates getting 100% buff, there are four changes coming to the system. The legendary bracket that restricted when legendary items could drop is being removed. An anti-duplication system is being implemented to provide a second role at avoiding a duplicate legendary. Scripted boss loot will now include non-class specific legendary helmets. And the luck system is being improved to ensure players will not go a long period of time without a legendary drop during the endgame. These changes should hopefully prevent extreme loot competitiveness between matchmade players during co-op expedition and end game runs. Now, for me... This is one of the major things we've been talking about lately, is can games have their comeback? Can games bring themselves back from the brink? And Outriders, actually, I saw another article. They were very pleased with the results and the success of outriders it it did well okay so it's not necessarily in the position that like cyberpunk or when no man's sky was in its position or when anthem was in its position and ultimately got cancelled but I still do feel outriders need something very significant to bring players like myself back that could end up being a DLC that really takes the game to the next level Sound design needs to be completely redone and looked at. It's truly hard to play this game after playing other games like Returnal, Ratchet and Clank or Ghost of Tsushima that are more immaculate both in their appearance graphically but also in their sound design. It's really hard to play this game. It sounds like somebody's banging on a trash can for virtually every gun and there's so much noise pollution and sound crossover. Other than that, I do think end-game play loops need to be refined, and this might be one step at them doing that. As always, if you like these shorter gaming news videos, hit the subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. We're still trying to figure out where we want to put these micro gaming new segments. I think it works putting it here right before Q&A because it gives you guys an opportunity to talk about a lot of different topics and shift us away from just being on Cyberpunk all morning. I still believe this is the right call and the right play. Just, you know, feel free to keep the conversation going about Elden Ring, which I'm about to talk about Outriders or Sea of Thieves or Cyberpunk. Uh, you guys don't have to like oh no he's recording we're not allowed to talk I feel like you guys are like dad's talking we have to be quiet now <laughs> thank you for the lurking $5 Sven you the best you guys don't have to stop talking just because dad's recording okay alright we're doing this one at 236 Elden Ring will be easier at least that's what people are saying Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about Elden Ring will be easier. At least that's what people are saying. I think it's a bit of a misquote, so make sure and watch this whole video. If you like these shorter gaming news videos, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss them. Elden Ring is on the horizon and everybody is very, very much anticipating it if they are fans of From Software titles like Dark Souls and Sekiro. And many people have been questioning whether or not this game will finally offer what gaming bloggers always ask for, which is they always ask for an easy mode, they want that easy mode so they can get their review in quickly if you read some of the embargoed uh, reviews of Returnal there were a couple of people that didn't make it very far why? well because Returnal didn't have an easy mode it was just Returnal and that is one of the things that From Software prides itself on but we're starting to see headlines that it will be easier and I believe that's a little bit misleading so GamesRadar sat down with the director and it's going to be about as difficult as Dark Souls 3, but it gives players more ways to approach challenges. That is according to director uh, Haditaka Miyazaki, probably not saying that exactly correctly. He, uh, They discussed the game's difficulty in a recent interview with Japanese magazine Famitsu, which is translated by Frontline Gaming Japan. Now Miyazaki explains that rather than overtly toning down the difficulty, from software set out to give players more ways to overcome difficult content. With that in mind, he describes Elden Ring as a game that's very difficult, but it can be handled. Now, this is being interpreted and translated into like clickbait, they like, oh, it's going to be easier. Elden Ring is about as difficult as Dark Souls 3, which is considered to be one of the more approachable of the Dark Souls games comparatively. That doesn't mean it's easy, but by any stretch, it's not easy. But it is more approachable than the other Dark Souls titles, uh, and some have even thought that it was easier or more approachable than Sekiro. I, I felt they were about the same, they were just different in their approach to combat. Now, Miyazaki says... As we've learned in the mainly uh, info drops following the initial Elden Ring gameplay breakdown, the game is going to be loaded with ways to customize your character, fighting style and even your party. Stealth is a much more viable and sophisticated option in Elden Ring, for example, and you can call on collectible NPC allies to aid you in battle. With access to roughly 100 weapon skills loosely based on the ones in Dark Souls 3, but no longer tied to individual weapons, you may have much more control over your attacks. Another thing to consider in this equation is multiplayer. Multiplayer is also available as a way to offset the game's difficulty through jolly cooperation and while this is nothing new to from Sof- uh, from software's action rpgs Elden Ring pushes multiplayer in a unique and flavorful way simply put you and your friends and as many people as you want really can create Elden Ring multiplayer groups that make it easier to find and share each other's messages in game in other words you can opt into a network of supportive allies just by entering a keyword that ought to make the lands between more navigatable as well as at least a little less lonely. So according to this article, they're even envisioning it being a little bit easier to team up with people pr- than previous games past because this isn't, this isn't a new idea. However, they do seem to want to give the player abilities, powers and customization to meet the challenges on the battlefield, but not necessarily that the game is going to be Easier. I, I, I do not think you're ever going to find a From Software game that would be described as easy. I just don't think so. I really, really don't think you're ever going to land that, no matter how many times people ask for an easy mode. And listen, I get it. I sympathize and I empathize. I love that I can turn on and ratchet and clank Rift apart the easy mode for my kiddos and they can play it and have a ball but not every game is setting out to offer that and certainly not every game has that within its pov and its identity and that is never i don't think going to happen from from software so as always if you like these shorter gaming news videos hit subscribe and the bell button and i'll see you in the next video okay so we're going to transition to q a which means thumbnail on this video will change And so will the screen. We don't have very many questions right now, so you can certainly jump in uh, very, very quickly. Front of the line here is Ashen, and we do need to change the rundown. Um, Well, that's not what I wanted to do. I meant to (laughs) right-click. That's the rundown scene. Uh, So what we do with the rundown is I provide you with the topics over there on the right, and that lets you see what we're presently talking about because you are allowed to submit questions about uh, the four various topics. So the lead topic today was Cyberpunk. We still have a poll in chat if you want to take the Cyberpunk poll uh, because the the nature of that discussion with it returning to the, uh, the Sony store, the nature of that discussion is should Cyberpunk still be on the old gen consoles? That is going to be maybe a bit of a point of contention today in Q&A but we also talked about uh Sea of Thieves we talked about the Sea of Thieves DLC and then after that we talked about the Outriders patch now Outriders at this point in time has you know probably it's it's lowest uh you know community as far as like daily engaged players it's got to be it's got to be the lowest uh, the lowest that it's been uh and then lastly we just talked about uh eldon ring um eldon ring being i believe a january of next year launch title uh and obviously that's probably a hopeful launch date uh so the first question is going to be about Elden ring all right the thumbnail is going to change we'll ping members here in just a moment i'm gonna go use the restroom i'll be right back don't go anywhere hit sub hit join, do all the things across the bottom here, and I'll be right back. You might see ads. We don't run a lot of ads on the channel, but it is a way to support the channel. Okay? I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back, chat. Whew. that was a uh, that was a long morning. <laughs> that was a long morning, chat. All right, let me do. Uh, I need to do a members post to let the members know that we are starting Q and A. Um, no one has complained about this. So I'm gonna keep doing it. Uh, all channel members Q and and A has started about the topics in the in the image below. Mm-mm. Okay, general chat. I need that link. Need the hyperlink, and then I need the image. They preview. Post. q has started about the topics in the image below. Cyberpunk, Sea of Thieves, Elden Ring, Outriders. And the thumbnail changes as well when we do this. So if new folks come in because you saw that thumbnail and you're interested, you need to be a paying member to take part in this segment. Uh, anybody can talk in chat, obviously. Um, and... Uh, Creatures recommending a new poll Let's look at the results Over 600 votes Hey, thanks guys for the in-chat poll results That is very strong 74% saying Cyberpunk Should not be on old-gen consoles Uh, You guys Let me know in chat Let me know in chat Which of the four topics over there Do you think we need another poll about? Do we need one about Elden Ring Easy Mode? Do we need one about Pirates uh, Sea of Thieves? Do they need a PvE mode? Uh, The Outriders patch. Do we need a poll about that? Let me know in chat what you guys found the most interesting from today's topics, and then maybe we'll do an on-the-fly poll about that just for folks that either can't take part in Q&A or for folks that just like to take those polls, you know? If you haven't hit subscribe yet, consider doing that as well. First question coming in from Ashen. Why do people always ask for easy mode in Souls games, especially journalists? I'm going to take this one in two parts. First, okay, I honestly think, I honestly think that I sympathize and I empathize with the request for an easy mode, right? Um, mainly because, mainly because people want to play video games, right? They do. They want to play video games. And there's nothing worse than being like, I can't I cannot play that one. I don't get to enjoy it. Why? Because it's just too hard. I I I'm not I'm not gonna enjoy it, right? I'm not gonna enjoy it. So I understand why people feel that way. I do. Here's the problem. You're basically asking to win a chess tournament because you want to. Okay, but winning a chess tournament requires you to beat chess masters that will get more and more and more and more difficult. Okay, so just because you like chess and maybe at the surface looking out from the outside, you think chess looks like a fun game or maybe you play casually on the weekends with your uncle doesn't matter. You're asking for something that it's not setting out to be a chess tournament sets out to figure out who's an amazing chess player. And so it's really, really hard and it's going to get really, really hard and you're probably going to lose if you're not an expert. Souls Games, games from the company called From Software, they set out to make a game and that's the game they want to make. They want to make a game that is brutal. that's really, really challenging. So the irony is you don't want to play their game. You don't want to. You want to play some other version of their game you know you want to play some other thing that doesn't necessarily exist if that makes sense you are attempting to say I want to play Dark Souls but I I don't want to play Dark Souls I don't know if YouTube just had kind of a glitch or what we just lost like 50 people on a dime so I don't know if the mobile or the website's acting up but that we had this problem last week so hopefully it's not messing up for you guys I'm not having issues on my end. I just checked my bitrate. So we, we are good. So I, again, I understand. I do. Cause listen, I played Sekiro and I played Demon Souls and I played Dark Souls three. And I'm here to tell you they're beautiful. They're original. They're unique. There, there are, there's a lot of artistry that goes into them. There's a lot of depth that goes into the storytelling and the combat is really satisfying. Sekiro and Demon Souls combat, I loved from the beginning, right? I loved them from the beginning, right? But, I know that there is an entire element of those games that's intangible. You can't put your finger on it. There's an endurance factor, there's a psychological factor of, can I keep going back, keep my cool, and keep my focus, and beat this boss? And you know what? I don't have what it takes. I don't. I do not have what it takes. I'm like the guy that can go in and like, you put as much possible weight on the bench and I do one rep and then I'm out. Why? I, I, I don't I don't have the, the endurance, right? I don't have the endurance. I can't. I can't do it. I can go in, I can do one, maybe two reps because people always watch me play. They watch me play Sekiro, Demon's Souls, and Dark Souls, and they're like, you're actually doing better than I did. I have had fans of those franchises. I had fans of Sekiro and Demon's Souls and Dark Souls, people that play those games and love them, tell me, they're like, you're doing better than I did my first time. You're adapting, you're learning, you're, you're, you're good at these games. It's not a question of skill. I know that I could commit and learn... And, and improve and I could I could beat those games. But I tell you what, psychologically, I don't have what it takes. I don't. I get off the merry-go-round. I'm like, bruh, no. Not me. Nope. Can't do it. I can't. And I get off. And I get off the merry-go round and I can't go back. Right? And and listen. The sad thing is, I always want to. I always want to. I'm always like, dude. I want to go back and try to beat Madam Butterfly in Sekiro. I'm like, I want to go back and try to beat the the tree in Dark Souls Three. You know, I want to go back and try to beat the Tower Knight in Demon Souls. They haunt me. They haunt me, and only the way a game like that can haunt you. You're just like, oh, it'd be so good to go back and actually beat those characters. Go back and actually beat those bosses and beat those areas. Only a game like that can haunt you in that way and and make you feel like you really, really want to go back and revisit it. But I know deep down that I just don't have what it takes. Now, Elden Ring interests me because of the commentary about there are going to be ways for you to sort of meet the combat on the field. Spec yourself out, try different things, try different builds, whatever the case may be. That has me interested. I'm like, okay, okay. So, that might mean if I'd make the right choices and grind the right areas and do and spec and make these changes, I might be able to mitigate some of the frustration. And also, I can bring in viewers. And, you know, we, we might, we'll probably have a lot of fun with Elden Ring because you guys like watching me get frustrated. And I, I do. I like those kind of games. I do. I, I like them for a little while. <laughs> and then I, I can't do it. I, I, I check out. Now, the second part of the question why do journalists ask for an easy mode. Because I think there are gaming journalists, and I use the term journalists very loosely here, because most of them have zero journalistic integrity with respect to covering gaming and gaming news. They're basically just blogging about video games, okay? The, 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 The lack of journalistic integrity across the board, both in gaming news and other news sources, is becoming a rarity. It's not really there. So, obviously... When I, when I take shots, I mean, we use a lot of the gaming news platforms for this channel. We, we pull their, their articles and we reference them. But they're generally just regurgitating the same news that somebody else did, that somebody else did, that somebody else did. A lot of times, they're literally just reading over a Reddit post, a forum, a tweet, or an announcement, or a trailer, and then, like, all of a sudden, th- this, is, this is news, right? I'm feeling really good that he isn't big enough to play games to completion uh, when he has to play Souls games. That's right. That's right. I, I take a, I take a little bit of solace that I'm not a, I'm not a large enough YouTuber to play games to completion, so I can always blame it on that. I'm like, sorry guys. You know what's so sad, Valiant. No matter what, when I play those types of games, the viewership's always extremely high. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually not telling the truth. I'm not being honest there. I could probably play a Souls game every day of the week and it'd get great support because people love to watch a streamer suffer and those communities love to watch people play the game, especially for the first time. They love it. So, jur- journalists and, 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 and gaming bloggers and gaming news outlets, do you want to know why they want an easy mode? All they're trying to do is chop the game up and give you a quick summary about it, right? That's what That's what it is. That's what it is. They're not interested in playing the game as it's designed. They're not interested in playing the game and respecting the art. They want to be able to go through, button mash their way to victory, and talk to you about the game. Do you want to know why gaming journalists asking for an easy mode is to some degree an indictment of what they do because they don't want to review Dark Souls 3 they don't want to review Sekiro they don't want to review Elden Ring they don't they want ad revenue from clicks and they want to be able to get their 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 review out as soon as possible and they don't care if the artwork of the game is disrespected in getting there because as we just said on the front end of this If you want an easy mode, then you don't want to play these games. You don't. You don't want to. You're asking for a different game. You're asking for another game. You are not asking for, you know, souls to be souls. You're not asking for Elden Ring to be Elden Ring. You're like, you basically are saying, I want to play a completely different game. That's what you want. And it's understandable right it's, it's it's completely understandable it's like i get it i understand it but you're basically saying we want you to make a game but then make like another version that isn't the game and then i'll play it it's like you want to win a chess tournament but you're not a chess master you're not you want to win a chess tournament but you're not a chess master. So you're not really interested in loot like winning a chess tournament, you know what I mean? You ever seen these movies where like there's a spoiled person, a spoiled kid or a spoiled individual and they let them win and they let them think that they're so so good. And it's like it's all an illusion. It's not real. They're not really winning. They're 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 being handed the win, right? Well, it would be the same, like, did you really win the chess tournament if they basically set you up the entire time to play against people that were either throwing the game, letting you win, or they weren't really chess masters? You know, maybe you're an average chess player, and by, you know, by what you think is some dumb luck or some amazing feat of skill, you you win a chess tournament. But it was all rigged. It was like when I was quote-unquote, right, It was like when I was quote-unquote beating Eugene in an argument the other day about The Legend of Zelda. I wasn't really winning an argument. He was throwing. He was intentionally making a bad argument and making bad points, and so I didn't really win the argument. That's what it would be like if they gave you a Souls game with an easy mode. You know? Now, I have said before, I have said before, if they had a mode that was considered like the easy mode, but it didn't unlock certain things or certain pathways or it only let you play like the first three bosses and then after that they're like no your time is up now you can go back and replay this section on the normal difficulty there, there is no other difficulty right I have always thought that perhaps more people would play the game if there was sort of like a opening we will let you play the opening and the first three bosses at what is considered to be like introduction. It's an introduction, okay? But then after that, that's it. If you want to truly play the game, you're going to start over. You can apply all the, thing you, all the things you've learned because the bosses are going to be a lot harder now. And you can go beyond the third boss, but you got to start all the way over with boss one, right? So I thought a while ago, and I still kind of think now, there might be room for something like that, like, let people play like, the first or the second boss at a, at a, at a lower difficulty, and see if they can, if that's if that's a version, if that's a catalyst into the game, of like, oh, okay, okay, I, I, I could actually improve with this game, I could actually see playing this game long term. But, as, as Wheezy is saying, they're not gonna bow, they're not gonna do it, that's not what they're setting out to do, that's not what they're setting out to build. So... Marco says, uh, as someone, uh, that is not biased, do you think cyberpunk fiasco is another Anthem situation? So this question's about cyberpunk. I, here's the thing. I think that as far as Anthem goes, Anthem was, was cut from a completely different cloth of mistakes. Okay. So if I'm looking at Anthem and I'm trying to diagnose what happened with Anthem, I'm going to I'm gonna come to very, very different conclusions about it, right? I'm going to come to very different conclusions about it. I'm going to say their pre-production was incredibly mismanaged. They had no idea what they were building or what they were planning on building. Post-production was also grossly mismanaged. They didn't know what game they wanted to become. They still didn't know what kind of game they were building, right? I was always saying, like, hey, it's great that they're doing stuff and patching stuff and doing events in Anthem, but I was always saying, like, come on, what kind of game are you building? What are you setting out to make? What is Anthem supposed to be? And then build that game. Cast the vision and then build it. Okay, that was Anthem's problem. Cyberpunk is completely different. Cyberpunk had scope creep, it got away from them, it runs poorly on the old gen, they gave you too many things to do so it ends up feeling a little bit thin and inconsequential and so, and you know, the the bugs and the glitches were basically because the game launched a year before it was supposed to. Like, Anthem launched and didn't even know what it wanted to be. Cyberpunk launched and wasn't ready for primetime. They knew what they were setting out to build and what they were setting out to be, but it wasn't ready. They weren't ready for the big show. They were in dress rehearsal, and it was like, this is still very, very rough. Anthem wasn't even at a dress rehearsal yet. Anthem was in the park, like, in the parking lot, trying to figure out how to put the stage together. Like, they did not know the kind of game that they wanted to be. Right? So, I don't think they're comparable in that regard one had no idea what they were attempting to be and the other did but just was not ready okay not only that i you know i just the performance on old gen is likely due to both scope creep of the project but also in general i think that they just didn't know how to bridge the gap between old and new gen, and they started doing all these bells and whistles, and they got really excited, and the game is so poorly optimized for old gen, it's gonna take a long time before it gets there um I think another thing that was against Anthem was Bioware's criticism for Mass Effect 3 with the faces and everything uh, they were just so focused on not having those again, there, yeah there's a whole thing that went into Anthem that, that was its downfall that I feel is very different than Cyberpunk now, I will say that Anthem and Cyberpunk are similar in this regard. If you want to have if you want to have your comeback, if you want to have your your redemption story, then I think they need to do a soft relaunch of the game. I don't know how you do that. I would think you would need some massive DLC that would probably have to be free. Um I always said that with Anthem. I always said, you know, I, I think Anthem could have a comeback. I do. I think Anthem could have a redemption story. But you're gonna have to reset the whole Dadgum game. And how do you reset the whole game? And at the same time, honor the people. How do you also honor the people who have been playing it and are heavily invested? You put in a couple hundred hours into into Cyberpunk, and they do a soft reset relaunch of the game. How do you feel like? you're being respected as a longtime fan or a dedicated fan everybody else comes back in as having a great time they're like oh it's like a brand new game but what's it feel like to you as a long standing player I remember that happened with No Man's Sky it was like dude just start over it's not worth it things were glitched out things were buggy progress didn't quite translate and so it was like well I guess I'll just start all the way over and for No Man's Sky it worked I was glad I started over, but for some games I think you're going to have people that are irritated. They're going to be like, what the frick? It would have to be something that is totally optional for the player to decide whether or not they want to go through the soft reset. You know? If you do that, if you do that, then I think Cyberpunk could get into that place that No Man's Sky got. Uh, If not, it's going to go the way of Anthem. It's going to go the way of Anthem. Too buggy, too messed up, too thin and lacking a true identity, and then that's kind of the end of the road at that point, you know. Next question is about Elden Ring from Arch Enigma. If Elden Ring sounds like it will empower the player with more combat tools, wouldn't it fit the MO of the company to bring more ways that the enemies can oppress that player? Well, not necessarily, no, right? Not necessarily. I would think that. If they're saying it's about equal to Dark Souls 3 in difficulty, but they're going to empower you with more customization to overcome things, this is how I'm interpreting that. This is how I'm interpreting that. There are enemies where you're going to be one or more focused on agility and defense and evasiveness, and there are going to be enemies and bosses that you're going to want to be more aggressive. And the customization is going to be where that comes into play. Like there were times in Sekiro when I was fighting Madame Butterfly, that people were like, "Well, you just got to go. You just got to go after. Her. You got to play super, super aggressive." And I just didn't see it. I didn't see the way forward. I wasn't. I wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't connecting. I wasn't connecting with that up here in my brain. And so, I. Th- th- this is me just total armchairing it. When I read that statement, I'm like, I bet there's going to be a more definitive difference between bosses where you're like, this boss, I'm going to spec for all evasive. All, all, all defense, and this boss? No, this boss. You want to be super aggressive. You want to stay after him, right? Uh that's exactly what they do. We made it easier if you have gotten better. See, Sekiro. Sekiro is both the hardest and easiest Souls game in my opinion. Sekiro has so much that you can do to parry and basically one-bang bosses, but they all, but they are, in my opinion, the hardest bosses in any Souls game. Right, right, right. Can you show the whole shirt real quick? Yeah, hang on. It says, join the dark side. I liked it because it looked kind of old school with the TIE fighter. Yeah. Join the dark side. My kids were like, join the dark side. They gave me the business about that. They're like, you can't join the dark side. <laughs> so I thought it was pretty funny. Um, the way that they were like in shock that I had a shirt that said that So this is another one from 80's tees use the shirt command if you like my shirts that I wear throughout the week they all come from 80's tees always remember to use code LONO for 30% off you get 30% off when you use code LONO and it does support me so thank you a lot of people have consistently used uh, 80's tees and I greatly appreciate that so so much um mm -mm -mm, okay Make that my next purchase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got some great ones over there. The Star Wars is incredible. Um, so yeah, that's how I read this. I, you know, if I'm if I'm gonna armchair take a stab and a guess at what they're doing, that's my guess. That's my armchair stab. Is that it's going to come down to that? And there are going to be players that refuse. They're going to be stubborn players or players that really want to challenge themselves, and they're not going to lean into the like. 10 bucks, 10 bucks. We're going to get to February of next year. And there will be guide videos for every boss. And they're like, if you spec into this with this build and this weapon, this boss is easy, easy mode, easy clap. Right. And they're going to be people that, that go against that grain and don't want to take what's considered the easy, easy way out. Right. So. Next question is about Sea of Thieves from Echohammer. Uh, do you think Sea of Thieves setting up Pirate's Life in its own non-PVP instance could lead the way to them creating a proper PvE exploration mode in the main game? I think this would invite a lot more players into the game, for those who just want to be a pirate without sweating. I think this is possible, this will probably be where we set up tomorrow, that'll be my opinion piece for tomorrow, because we will be covering a Pirate's Life as well as playing it tomorrow that's where I'll center my, my debate. And I guess I can give you a little bit of a glimpse into where my mind would go on this. First and foremost, if they do this, they have to do two things. They have to have a two-fold strategy. If, as soon as you start offering a PvE-only environment, you are going to have to offer a PvP-focused environment that really motivates people to say yo I love pvp and instead of griefing people when they're trying to get their gold in an island or griefing people who are trying to do really challenging content and taking all their stuff from them you'd have to really motivate people to step into a pvp environment right you really really would yes pirates life is pve only fed when you do all of what they call the tall tales you are in your own instance and you can play with other people but pvp players cannot mess with you when you are doing the tall tales of a pirate's life highly highly celebrated by me and other people that are like dude can you just leave me alone like I don't give a I do not give a for about this I don't like I don't care I don't care enough about your pretty sails and your pretty swords and your pretty boats to put up with this nonsense I don't. Who wants to play for two hours and to have it all thrown in the toilet because somebody griefs you at the at the island or some big ship just is un- you're unlucky and you go to dock and there's a bunch of dudes just waiting. Just, it's you and your buddy or it's you by yourself and there's a three man or a four man crew just sitting there waiting for you and you're like, oh, cool. Well, the last two hours are in the toilet. Will you still get gold and a little bit of progress? No, no. Like people can be like oh it's a pirates game that's the way it's supposed to be or Wheezy's like me sure go for it do you know what I'm going to do not going to play I'm not going to play so bravo to you cool that you have a pirate game cool that you've completely stiff armed the suggestion that there should be PVE only that's great and there's a ton of us that don't play your game because of that there's a lot of people who literally uninstalled or stopped playing for that reason Like, long-term, long-term, is it really worth being like, yeah, but you can still grief people. You want to come and grief people? Right? You want to come and ruin someone's evening? Oh, yeah! Does that really, like, promote long-term engagement? I I think it's lasted for now, but I don't know. I wonder if that's got a short road, and eventually they're going to have to start to rethink... How they offer a PvE experience. Play the game for four to five hours on launch and uninstalled. Right. But this is why, right, the people that are chiming in in chat, even my producer, what you're describing is the only reason I would ever play Sea of Thieves, right? And Wheezy and other people like this, who their souls are black, right? They have a heart of gold, but their souls are black, okay? This is why they did what they did to me on Friday. Because their heart's in the right place, they have a heart of gold they have a black soul, which is why they tormented me on Friday, right? You gotta take the good with the bad. (laughs) And this is why, this is why Weezy and Creature are in agreement here. They're the type of player that would go in and absolutely ruin your evening and laugh while doing it, okay? Meanwhile, people are uninstalling the game. They're like, frick this. And this is why they would need to offer both. If you did, okay, if you did a PvE-only thing for Sea of Thieves there is no there's no bones about it no pun intended no bones about it you would have to offer a pvp avenue that was awesome rewarding cool maybe even better you might have to make it better your earn rate your leveling rate is significantly higher maybe it's doubled or tripled when you go into higher a true sea of thieves the true sea of thieves where the real risk the real pirates go but when I go into a PvE environment all of my progress is slowed. Or maybe my progress is the traditional progress. Because, listen, something that nobody is saying is that progress in Sea of Thieves is so molasses slow. It is so slow. It takes forever to move the needle. I would play for two or three hours with Hilly. We would bag a bunch of stuff, bunch of missions, right? We would bag a bunch of stuff bunch of, bunch of and we'd barely move the needle on progress. And think about it like this. We, we do all that and we barely make any progress. And if someone messes with us, we basically make no progress, right? So I would say if they go this route and they do say, hey, we got a lot of great response from PvE only, okay, PvE, PVE will be an option, normal progression rates anybody who goes into the high seas of the of the tyrants and the thieves and the outlaws, the real sea of thieves, PvP's enabled, everything as far as progress is like tripled. It's tripled. Now, why does that work? Because I might say huh, I could go over there and in an hour's time make way more progress. It's risky. It's risky but there's risk reward, right? There's risk reward. Or, maybe it's a Friday night and I just want to drink and hang out with Hilly. Let's go over to PvE, dude. I don't want to mess with this crap tonight. I I don't want to mess with this crap tonight. How is asking for or complaining about PvE only any different than asking for or complaining about difficulty options in Souls? I believe it's different for a couple of reasons. Number one, Souls games are designed to be hard from the very beginning. Sea of Thieves is incredibly juxtaposed internally your reward for grinding your butt off is, a, is is pirate dress up it's the game doesn't, I, I feel and I've always felt this way that Sea of Thieves does not have a harmonious identity as a game, it doesn't feel harmonious, it feels like it's all over the place so what do I get? you, you get money, what can I do with money? well, you can buy a cooler outfit what? See if thieves was designed to have griefing. No, it actually wasn't. They've tried to address griefing in a number of ways. They actually don't want you griefing people. They don't dislike the idea of you battling. Oh, that's a cute shirt. They don't like you disliking. I'm sorry. They don't dislike you battling on the high seas. But, but what they don't want is you hanging out at at a at a port and just and and not letting people even turn their stuff in. Right. The name of the game is Sea of Thieves right, graphical style the rewards, the incentives, all of it doesn't feel like a game that would be brutal, punishing hard, and and then have that kind of level of griefing and PvP in it, but it this, this is how I look at it, this is how I look at it the reason that I just outlined the idea I just outlined is, it respects the idea of risk reward currently, the way Sea of Thieves is set up It does not respect risk-reward. The risk of playing and getting overrun and getting robbed and getting stuff taken from you, it's not worth the reward. It isn't. It's too easy. Your rewards are dangling by a thin thread. Just a thin thread of like, yeah, it's all gone. Also, Souls does not Souls does not have with it laden this risk of like, oh, it's really, really hard, and therefore, you can have three hours of work thrown in the toilet. Why? Because well, you make progress. It saves, you you get to certain points, what you've worked on, what you've learned, whatever. Now, sure, you might play a boss for three hours, and you haven't beaten them yet, but that does that's a different style of game. Like, your progress in that game is a sense of of uh new knowledge you've gotten better you've gotten further in the fight whatever in in sea of thieves right in sea of thieves prior to them making some changes on gold earn rate you would make literally no progress i mean none literally none right you lose your souls yeah but that's on you that's not somebody else doing it to you Souls has invasions to balance out the fact that you can have two to three friends with you, helping you steamroll everything. Co-op in Souls is easy mode. I do agree. See if Thieves needs that sort of option. So it sounds like Souls games do have a bit of an option to make things easier, right? Always that risk? Yeah, but see, the risk of losing your, soul, your Souls in a Souls game falls entirely on your shoulders. Not the the other way around. Like that's the problem with Sea of Thieves. And Sea of Thieves, if if someone comes, I'm gonna remove that entire album because every time we get to that album it is it is so quiet no one can hear the music and I end up skipping the entire album. Let me remove all these from the playlist. There we go. Um so like I get where you're coming from, I do, I get where you're coming from, and I'm going to say the same thing that I say to a Souls game, I'm like, it's not for me then, it's not for me. Asking for a middle ground I think is fair, I asked for a middle ground just a little bit ago of Souls games, well let me let me fight the first three bosses, and then that's as far as I can go, and if I feel like I learned and got good enough, now I have to replay the entire game from the beginning, and now I can actually progress that's not an easy mode, that's sort of like a, we're going to see if we can't get you in the door here, we're going to see if we can't get you in the door, see if thieves could do the same thing, you want a PvE option sure no problem, progress is pretty slow and you're really going to make people think oh dude PvP would be a much better option look at how fast you progress over there, sure I risk getting robbed, but if I'm successful, that makes up for it, do you see how that balances the risk and the reward I'm going to go into the PvP server. Why? Well, if I get robbed, no big deal. I, in, in an hour's time, I'm going to still make more progress than two or three hours on a PvE server. But then when I want to prop my f- feet and work on some missions and some quests with my buddies and just have some laughs and some drinks, I can! You know? I'm like, oh, that's fine. Let's just go to PvE. I'm not, I don't care about progress tonight. I'm laughing with the boys right, I'm cracking a few cold ones with the boys, I'm not trying to get into a PVE, a PvP battle you know what I mean, I'm asking for a middle ground, I'm not trying to change the identity of Sea of Thieves, I'm trying to retain the PvP element, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make the PvP element way more rewarding right, way more rewarding and if that can't happen, then right if that can't happen, then I'm not playing the game Sorry. I played it a couple times with Hilly and I'm like Pff. And obviously they see the value of it. Their brand's new Pirate's Life with Jack Sparrow and Disney partnership, they're like, you gotta let people play. You can't let people be messed with. You know? No, Eugene, I was actually thinking of pulling the trigger. Um I'm just gonna I'm just pulling the trigger. I don't know what they're doing. I always feel like they're trying all day to throw out like They're trying to get us on something controversial. That's what I feel like they're doing. Um, So, I'm just going to kick them to the curb. Tame with a $5 tip. The thing for me is they stick bigger ships with me when I'm rocking solo, so I never stand a chance. I lose all of them. It's boring. Well, you should never lose against a big ship if you're in a small ship. Just sail into the wind and they'll never catch you. Without PvE players, PvP players wouldn't have anything at all to steal. And then PvP players complain that the PvE players don't want to engage. But, James, don't you see how my solution is so thought out? I actually think my solution is exactly the right way to do it. I'm biased, it's my idea, but think about it. If you know the PvP server has a times three progression rate that's turned on, you better believe a lot of people that have been asking for PvE only, well, they'd go over there. Why? Well, you're rewarding them for taking the risk. If they're successful, it's worth it. They got three times the progression rate. They made a ton of progress that night. Well, I don't feel like doing that tonight. I'm playing with my kid or I'm playing with my friend. Let's go over to PVE only. Progression's slower, but at least we can chill and just have a good time and have some conversations. Crack a few beers and end the night feeling like we had a good time, right? Right? I don't think you would pull people out of P- PvP entirely if you did that. You're going to claim Division's idea? That's not how Division worked. Division, when I played it, wasn't the same as that at all. Division had its Dark Zone currency, which is a completely separate currency where you could only buy items and different things from that one uh, that one vendor. It wasn't three times the progression. It was its own currency. Well, I don't know what they did in Division 2, but that's how Division 1 worked. It was totally separate. Yeah, anytime you're in a small boat versus a bigger boat, literally point yourself directly into the wind and they'll never catch you. They're going to be dead in the water. They changed that. The small ship can now be caught easily by mid and large size. It's that or lots of cheaters in the game. Just a couple of weeks ago, Hilly and I employed that strategy and it worked. We had a big old ship chasing us, pointed ourselves into the wind and we they could not keep up. A secluded area for PvP that was high-risk, high-reward? Well, right. I wasn't even thinking of Division when I came up with this idea. What I was thinking of is, like, literally separate servers. And that's the challenge, right? The minute you do that, the minute you fragment and say there's PvP and PvE, James, what James said in chat is exactly right. Nobody would go over to PvP. They'd be like, well, frick that. And PvP, of necessity in Sea of Thieves it needs people to pick on that's how it's built it's literally built for you to pick on people Yeah, Immortal Gaming, that's what I said. I didn't know that's how WoW did it, but that's what I said. PvP servers, would would, everything would progress at three times the speed. PvE would be normal progression, which right now, if you've ever played Sea of Thieves, it's so slow. How can you be a pirate if you can't pirate people's treasure? That's the point, isn't it? It it's not even really a pirate game it's 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 pirate dress up you can't make your ship bigger and faster you can't get better weapons there's no leveling it's literally pirate dress up no they don't have private servers uh uh About a month or two ago, my buddy and I had a massive lead going into the wind, and then a large ship somehow caught us every time. Haven't touched it since. I mean, that one night Hilly and I played, it seemed like they were cheaters. Like, they shot those those ball and chain things at us, and I'd never seen a ship shoot that fast. I was like, what the frick? Bigger ships can catch up. Those players didn't know how to properly use the sail to catch the wind properly. Um Thinking day one noobs does not make you good at PvP. If those kids could read, they'd be very upset. <laughs> Yo, it's good, Dogapus. I do agree you can't have a game that's based on PvP forcing non-PvP people against their will. It does have cheaters, yeah. There's lots of that, too. The rapid-fire cannon drives me nuts. Yeah, they, like, they shot they shot their cannon so fast, I was like, okay, I'm not an expert here, and I don't want to say every time I die it's sus, but it was freaking sus what they did to us. It was sus. I want to make sure we get through all the questions uh, we got one from Victor. What other tools do you envision Elder, El- Elden Ring could implement other than Sane Jump, Parry, Dodge, Melee that would make it more tolerable to those who don't necessarily like Souls games? Um, well, I mean, here's the thing is, I actually am totally fine with I just need Parry, Dodge, Melee. That's really all I need. You know, I would say they could maybe borrow from Ghost of Tsushima and have fighting stances. I, other than that, I don't want to get too deep down that road. I'm not equipped to, to talk about it extensively, but also you, you don't want to become another game. Different fighting stances could be good. I, lo- I absolutely love that in Ghost of Tsushima. I love it. I love in the middle of a fight, beating a guy that's got his swords, and then I see a guy with a spear coming up Switching my fighting stance, parrying him perfectly, and taking him down, that, I mean, that is, that's an amazing experience. So, going into certain areas and fights and bosses and knowing that certain fighting stances are more advantageous, you could challenge yourself with a fighting stance that you know is not as strong, or lean into the fighting stance that you know is, 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 uh, is better equipped for that fight. Other than that, I I don't, I don't have much to offer, because I think that's one of the things about the game that is, you know, so appealing is you have like a very basic skill set of stuff that you can do and you've got to be amazing at it to, to win you know what I mean why would you want to play a souls game by changing it well this was not, this isn't out yet so obviously they're looking at doing new things and evolving it their own commentary indicates that Elden Ring will be quite different uh, than, than than some of the Dark Souls games before it. It's going to be more evolved and more elaborate than the previous games. I mean, that's that's just what games do, right? I mean, it's not even called Dark Souls. It's called Elden Ring. So it's continuing the story, sure. But they're they're wanting to evolve it, you know. Unless you're back to the easy, easy mode question. Master Ty says, what do you think it would take for you to get back into Outriders? Uh, I would like to see them add a jump button. I I need way more than a jump button, homie. I mean, I would need so much. I would need so much. It Outriders is just in such bad shape. You know? It's just... I don't know. based on the trailer it looks like there could be different stances yeah maybe maybe my biggest thing with outriders that I would want to see total sound quality overhaul and then they have to reimagine their endgame content loop I don't even care about a jump button you're talking about a jump button I'm like I don't care about that That's not not on my priority. That's not on my priority list at all. You want lots of magic, sorcery, and long-range summoning? You just got to be careful. You're going to gut the identity of the game if you do too much of that, Victor. robert jones with the next question if you guys are just joining us be sure to hit subscribe um did i miss tame's five dollar tip oh yeah i read that one i read that one thank you for the five dollar tip make sure and hit subscribe or consider pressing the bell button if you would uh, like to never miss these streams if you click the join button you can join in the q a we do this every day um this is stream beats off topic oh you can use the song command it'll tell you what the song is um robert jones says do you think cyberpunk coming back to sony has more to do with ps5 sales than ps4 sales there is still no next gen version and it may run fine for next gen i mean i don't see how they're related ps5 saturation is still really low sales rates are great saturation is still slow and low 8 million maybe 8 million PS5s in circulation versus like 115 million PS4s. Yeah, 88 miles per hour. That was one of the ones that Creature liked. He wanted me to use that for an intro. I think we did once or twice. Yeah, Outriders is still having all kinds of problems in Sanity. It really is. Um but to answer Robert's question, I, I don't I don't think it's related at all. I think Sony's just like, okay, it's it's good enough. But the fact that they're still putting the disclaimer on there, I don't know. I don't know about that. Doom. Why would we trust journalists' integrity about video games if they are unwilling to play the games? the way that we do oh, this is Elden Ring easy, easy mode discussion right, right, right this is, a, this is an assertion you know, written as a question I get what you're saying and yeah, that's exactly the point like, you're going to review the game but you didn't really play the game as it's designed if there's an easy mode Sounds similar to the background music behind the St. Rage Starting Intro. It might be similar. It might be similar. I don't hear that. I don't hear that. But I could maybe see how you, you might hear it, because it's it's got that similar like slow build. You know what I mean? Similar it's got a similar slow build to it. So <clears throat> Newsflash, they always play on easy. Right, and the reason that they do that is because they want to get as far into the game as possible so they can commentate on everything. They want to commentate on the story, the ending, the twists, the turns, and all of that. Yeah, I mean, what Paul is saying is one of the reasons Elden Ring is so anticipated. I appreciate when tech reviewers note in their reviews that their consumption process is not the same as ours. Most of us aren't using 12 different phones a year. Right. To curate your reviewers? Well, and this is one of the reasons that a lot of people do. They like watching streamers and YouTubers play the games. We need 10 more likes for 500 likes. Give it a smash if you haven't. They like to watch YouTubers and streamers because I had a lot of people tell me that one of the reasons they liked watching me play dark souls and demon souls in those games is because they could relate to me suddenly because most of the streamers that are super popular and most people that you watch right not all of them but a large portion of them they got where they got because they're good you watch them win a tournament you watch them win a game that's what you tune in for you tune in for those moments and obviously you tune in for the rage when they don't win or they don't do well right you love everyone loves the salt so, I think that's why people like watching other, other folks play Souls games on YouTube and, and other platforms. Like, I always had great viewership. On a smaller channel, by the way, we've not played a Souls game, we've not played Demon Souls, Dark Souls 3, or Sekiro on this channel. We haven't done it yet. And I guarantee you, if we did, the viewership would be insane. And we'll look into that. Like, the closer we get to Elden Ring, we can look into like when we think that's the right call, you know. And how it would go, but I guarantee you the viewership would be crazy. Why? Well, people love to watch it. They can relate because they're like, Pff, this guy's like me, man. He's struggling. He's getting irritated, but also like, oh, this guy's not an all star. Let's see if he can do it. Let's see if he can overcome it. You know what I mean? It's there's a there's a whole element there's a whole element to those games that if you read a review and they just played it on easy mode, which they can't, that's what you're putting up with. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if most of them, the most of the people that reviewed like. I don't know, Immortals, Phoenix Rising, or Ratchet and Clank—they probably tune the the difficulty down. It, it just makes sense. They're just they're trying to get the review done. I think they're popular because Souls-esque experts like to backseat game. That is true. When we play Souls games, I get a lot of backseat gaming. Tattoos. I'm not sure where you got this information, but since Halo Infinite's going open world live service, what do you think their PvE endgame game content will contain? That is, this is, this is. I feel this is pretty inaccurate. <coughs> they have not said they're going open world live service. Ongoing live service, yes, for the multiplayer with seasons. But they have said almost nothing about being open world live service with an end game content loop with gear rarity and all of that. I don't think so. I think they have said it's like quasi open world non-linear for the story, but it's not open world live service. Yeah, yeah. Wheezy's like, they're popular, it's fun to watch someone else get mad, that isn't you, Valiant saying, it's weirdly satisfying watching someone else rage is something that made you rage, it validates your anger, right and and that is, oop, that's not the right scene and that is I think one of the drivers of it You know, people are like, dude, this guy's getting ticked just like I got ticked, you know. This guy lost that boss the same way I lost that boss. You know. Everybody has that tipping point, everybody has that that breaking point of I can't take any more, you know. Everybody gets there. Everybody does. And they like watching somebody else go through it. <laughs> you know. Now what we're going to do today, let's close that, make sure I have a bunch of stuff open. Oh, let's make sure this isn't running. We'll set Windows Update to uh, disabled. Full screen, there we go. Especially when I see someone's stream title as Soul's Newbie tries out Sekiro. Of course, I'm gonna watch so I can get entertained. Oh, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Ninja Gaiden was the OG rage game for me. Mine was Super Metroid. That game was tough. Near the End? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Super Metroid got tough. Mother Brain? Ooh! That's my first Rage Out session. My wife put a thank you note in uh, in the Discord thank you note about somebody sent something to the P.O. Box addressed to Madam Crumpet uh, for the family. Uh, Ju- Junior Scrabble. But there's... There's no return. There's no return address, so we're uh, we're not sure who to thank Uh, let's get this game ready, we're about to switch if you guys are interested um, we are going to be checking out Cyberpunk on um, motion blur off film grain off chromatic aberration we don't need depth of field and lens flare we can use HDR mode none um okay that's right they don't give you the option here uh disable copyrighted music yes okay I'm gonna make sure all that's saved it did okay okay So because it got returned to the Sony store today, we wanted the opportunity to actually play the game on, on the Sony, on the PS5. Uh, I thought that would be a good choice to let people kind of see it and lots of people are looking for it. So, I'm going to put a link in chat. This is where we are headed, okay? This is where we are headed. I'm going to put a link in chat. Live redirect has gotten better, okay? I think Madam was the real winner. a New TV and Apple Watch. Lono just got a TV. Yeah, we both get to enjoy the TV. And to be fair, she she watches it as much as I do. Uh, but I was happy that she was letting me play some uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima and playing with the kiddos. My daughter kept remarking. She's like, this TV is great, Papa. <laughs> she's like, it's so much better than your old one. Um... So I'm going to put a link in chat again, again, live redirect has gotten better, but it can still be a little wonky and not take you over. Okay. So the link is in chat. That is where we are going. It is on this channel. Okay. It's on this channel. So if you're watching on a TV or something, you should be able to go back to the main say, uh, SNTR presents channel and it should be the featured video. Okay. It should be the featured video. So that is where we're heading. Uh, thanks for a great day guys really really strong start to the week so uh, even if you come over to this new stream with the redirect of the link in chat even if you only come over for 15 or 20 minutes it's super super helpful so I hope to see you over there and uh, yeah we're going to check out Cyberpunk I've never played it before, my first time playing it alright, I'll see you guys over there